Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. to the spotlight here on Fightful. I'm Jeremy Lambert. That is Steven Jensen. It is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And shout out to Big Turkey Dick MLJ for the gobble, intro. Gobble. As always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, Jeremy. 
Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Appreciate everyone joining us early here on on not only Thursday, but on Thanksgiving. You know, uh, whether people are up early because they are going ahead, get their turkey started, whether they're up early for, for traveling, whether maybe they're in their car listening to this while they're driving and traveling. However, you're or if it's a day later and you're like, oh, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Let me listen. Or later on in the afternoon after you're tired of dealing with family and you are stuffed and full from all your food and you just decide to throw this podcast on and then our sweet sultry voices put you to sleep. I don't care how you consume the content. Just thank you for listening. Yes. We appreciate it. We are thankful on this Thanksgiving for all of you. Yes. And thankful we get to do this show on a Thursday. I know like we, we got plans a little bit later on, but we, we decided, you know, it's, in the morning, we're, we're not really doing anything. Um, my, my lovely wife is getting stuff ready for later on this afternoon. We're hosting Thanksgiving this year. And by hosting, I mean, it's just us, which is completely fine. Um, and so she's getting stuff ready for, for later on this afternoon. And otherwise, I'm not really doing anything. Jensen, I know you don't have plans until later. So we were like, yeah, we sure we got we got some time to kill. Let's let's do it. Yeah, well, you're and you're you're downplaying your um your thanksgiving though because i mean you got a bunch of kids and stuff too though i mean it's not like it's just you 12 and, yeah <laughs> yeah so um so you know you're you got a lot of mouths to feed and probably some 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 kids that might be a little picky as to like you know what they do and don't like and stuff like that maybe i don't know so it might you know you're downplaying the importance of what you're doing over there for thanksgiving yeah for thanksgiving for me it's just like me my my dad my stepmom my brother um i don't know if like any of my other siblings will be there but um I think it'll just be us today and we'll just hang out, watch the NFL games, eat a bunch of food. And uh, yeah, I don't have to work uh, my shoot job until Monday. So I'm very happy to have some time off and there's NFL games tomorrow. There's a bunch of NBA and stuff, right? They got a bunch of NBA games. stuff. So yeah, I know the NBA plays tomorrow. I'm pretty sure tomorrow. there's definitely, there's the black Friday NFL game, which that's I think right, that's yeah. new for this year. Isn't there? Yeah. It's, on, it's on Amazon. I think yeah. right? is not what they're doing. Oh yeah, so, I, listened, I listened to an interview with like the Amazon like head of Amazon streaming or something because I was seeing if he commented on WWE rights, uh, and he didn't unfortunately. But they talked about like they're going to be like pitching a bunch of deals to where like, hey, click now to get this Black Friday deal in the middle of the NFL game. So it should be uh should be something. I believe it. NFL Amazon game tomorrow. I bet you my Alexa will start going off during it. It'll all start getting those. I don't know if anyone else listening to this knows what I'm talking about. But the Alexa, like the bottom of it will turn yellow when you have like notifications or updates or if they're trying to sell you something. And uh, I guarantee you, like during this NFL game, my things would be like flashing yellow the entire I was one of these people that avoided the smart house situation for like up until about a year or so ago. I finally started dabbling in like Alexa and like automated stuff i mean i could literally like my alexa's in my other room but i mean you could see alexa turn all the lights blue she can't hear me alexa turn all lights blue see everything is oh there it goes wow so like i mean like i can i i have everything automated now all my lights are automated and can change colors all my all my tvs all my sound systems everything is just voice controlled through alexa now by my alarms or I was I was awakened today by Smash Mouth uh, All Star as <laughs> by alarm tone, um, so like yeah. So anyway, I've, I've it's kind of it's kind of looks kind of cool. You guys, you just want to leave it blue for the show? Yeah, kind of cool. leave it blue. Screw it. Fine. Yeah. Cool. If anyone That's gets bothered good. by it, I can always change it to any color you want. I'll just yell at my Alexa and tell her to change it. <laughs> um, and I can do different colors all throughout the room. I can tell this thing to go like Vikings mode and like turn it purple and stuff. It's awesome. Anyways, what do you what do you guys want to talk about today? 
We had a, we had a lot of we had a lot of, a lot of wrestling topics. I don't even know what we're talking about in today's show. I know we got a lot of AEW, a lot of WWE. As always, we got indie stuff and other stuff. But like, I mean, we're coming it. off we're coming off a of full gear this past yeah. weekend. We've got Survivor Series this upcoming weekend. Uh, yeah, they announced they announced everything for the Continental Classic. There's there's plenty so to talk about. So much going on this week. We we're gonna start with uh survivor series and we're going to start with survivor series because today we are sponsored by our good friends over at wrestle rumble uh you can head over to wrestle how many entries are we giving away jensen let's give away okay how about this we're going to give away three entries okay so three different people but you'll but they'll get a an entry in all three of the things that we're promoting so like they'll get a um let me pull the website up real quick so they have four contests going on right now, technically, but the other one doesn't actually like they don't do the drawing until January for the four spot. So for today's show, we'll give three people a free entry to the one thousand dollar cash prize for the war games pick them. Right now, Survivor Series. Look at this poster. They do good graphics. I don't know who who does Matt's graphics. I don't know who does them anymore. But rest in peace to uh, to Brad Pedersen, who used to do them. Who actually passed away a couple years ago. I he was a really good guy, uh, a guy who did wrestling podcasting as well. And um, Brad, yeah, Brad unexpectedly passed away just a couple years ago. But he used to do all the graphics for us. From well, I do not know who does them currently. Um, I mean, we'll pull up some some more here as you, you run through. So yeah, Survivor Series Pick'em, you get an entry into the Survivor Series Pick'em where first place is $1,000 cash. $1,000 cash, baby. Yes. You're also going to get a free entry. The, the same three people will also give you a free entry to the Cena Celebration. Uh, this is a... Normally, they're $1 entries. So anyone who sees this, by the way, if you want to throw in on this, it's not expensive. Um, $1 entries... And you can win a John Cena Legacy Championship belt. So that's pretty awesome. It comes in this like the chain gang type of like lock chain looking uh, uh, packaging and this custom championship belt for John Cena. And then we'll also give those same three people a free entry to the Madness, uh, which is a live drawing for Randy Savage stuff. So it's going to have the Randy Savage Macho Man Legacy Belt, which is badass. Randy Savage, <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, Randy Savage is actually the wrestler who like hooked me as a fan to become a wrestling fan when I was a kid. He was my favorite. And I think this stuff's badass. So, I mean, three people in this chat are going to get a free entry to possibly win $1,000 for picking Wrestle Rumble, um, uh, Survivor Series War Games uh, contest. You know, For that, you win 1000 bucks. You might win a cena legacy belt and you might win a macho man legacy belt the same one person could possibly win all three these are three different contests the same person could win two belts and a thousand dollars right now we're listening to our show today which we very much appreciate so um the way to get in the contest is very very easy all you have to do is just type the word wrestle rumble in the chat that's all you got to do at the end of the show that's it that's it just type wrestle rumble um at the end of the show me and jeremy will uh will put up a Basically, we'll do a random drawing off of a website, and we'll pick three names off of that. We'll remind you throughout the show as well as people trickle in. And we have no idea what our live viewership is going to be like today on Thanksgiving. Don't know if people are traveling, people are asleep, people are available. No idea. But anyone who's watching this show live, you got to know you got a a shot at uh at winning uh some pretty cool stuff. Pretty see of our friends over at WrestleRumble.com. 
There you go. Yes, just leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat, everybody. Um, well, we might do something on Twitter as well. That way, it I'll do some giveaways on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it opens it up to to a broader audience because yes, it is Thanksgiving. So I don't know. It's it's early on a Thanksgiving day, especially if you're on the West Coast. I imagine you're still still sleeping uh, if you are on on the West Coast. But hey, look, if only three people do it, you know what? You you three people, you're in. You get it. So Dude, and if only one person did it, I'll give you all three. If Jr. Slander is the only person all day who does it, you get all three. Look at that. So there look you at go. That. Yeah, Jared we're giving Slander's away three like, to no, no matter what. We're giving away three packages to 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 three people. So, J- I hope Jr. Slander just tries to like hack the chat so nobody <laughs> else can enter, and it's just like, yeah, I'm gonna have the only entry into this, so I get all three of them. <laughs> yes, Scott Town Spurs. You got to you got to type it for real, man. You got to type it for real. <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate everyone who's in here this morning. Happy Thanksgiving. We got some good wrestling stuff to talk about, and thank yeah. you once again to WrestleRumble.com. Yes, shout out as always to Wrestle Room. They've been great to us uh, over a year now. We've been we've been linked up with them, so we appreciate them. All right, everybody, let's get into the wrestling talk now, and we're gonna start with uh, let's let's go let's go to the past, and then we'll look towards the future. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in, and it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. AEW Full Gear this past weekend. It was on a Saturday. I bless the Saturday events with AEW. Um, we had the main event headlined by originally MJF and Jay White, and then MJF got hurt. So Adam Cole stepped in, but then MJF came back, and MJF on one leg defeated Jay White uh, to retain the AEW world title. So MJF is still the champion there. Uh, I think the big standout match that, you know, uh, for most people, myself included, Swerve Strickland and Hangman Page in the Texas death match with Swerve Strickland getting the victory in that one. What else stood out from you, uh, stood out to you from this show, Jensen? And then also the main event, very divisive. We'll we'll, we'll touch on that for a little while as well because it kind of set up stuff that happened last night on dynamite but what what were the big standouts from full gear for you so basically i know you just mentioned i mean but i have to highlight i mean swerve versus hangman definitely the match of the night for me that was that was awesome i and maggie's over here getting hot over the blood drinking she's saying in the chat i i that's listen i'm it's funny because i watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling i watch way more deathmatch wrestling than like your average wrestling fan and like I'm used to seeing people with like gusset plates stuck all in them and, and, and meat skewers and everything you can think of glass and, and, and people's mouths and whatnot. I mean, I've, I've, I watch it all on a pretty regular basis at this point, but you don't really see that. <laughs> you don't really see it. And that's on AEW, which is like, you know, I know that they, 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 it was cool how they did like the Nick Gage and Chris Jericho death match on, on dynamite and stuff like that. But like, and they've done stuff with John Moxley where he took the skewers recently and like the play, like the internet blew up over it and whatnot. But like, that was like a whole nother level of like, this is pretty sadistic, but they, that was an incredible match. It really was. And going into it, we knew what Swerve was capable of because we talked about on the last show when he was kill shot Lucha Underground, what he's most known for outside of his run in the WWE and what he's doing in AEW now, what he's most known for probably in his whole career is the match he had with Dante Fox, now AR Fox, um, over in Lucha Underground that I, I always called the weapons of mass destruction match because I think that's what it was called. I just can't remember. But 
the um but it was like it was a death match in, in in lucha underground so we knew that in this environment swerve could could bring it and he absolutely did and we knew hangman could because he's done death matches in AEW in front of us you know in the past as well in the, over the last few years so i had really high hopes for the match going into it and those guys not only deliver they exceeded so like i and then for swerve to win also is like that's so massive massive for him because now you have a new like bona fide, like made man in AEW, where like if he were to win the AEW World Championship tomorrow, I don't think the fan base would be upset about it. Like they, like he's he's at that level. It. Well, right, yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you. Yes, yes, I. It, well, that's another thing that's interesting. He's getting cheered. Like he's like he's doing the most sadistic stuff ever. I mean, he went in and like, I don't know what you even call it. He went in and like threatened Hangman's kid. I guess you'd say. Um, had a chat with him, you know, right. he was, he was going in and just having a, having a chat, getting him on the, the right path in life. That's all. I don't understand why people were freaking out about it. Right. Right. Sure. So like, but even after all that, like he's getting cheered, which is like, it says a lot about your fan base a little bit, but at the same time, it, it, it says, it says a lot about your fan base in, in a positive way when you really think about it, because in the real world, yes, that's, that's irreprehensible, but in pro wrestling, He's getting cheered because of the appreciation of the fans where we're like, he's committed to this. His character is great. His in-ring work is great. We've wanted this push for a long time. A lot of these people were, were fans of his in the WWE and felt like he got, he was done dirty in the WWE and like didn't get a real shot there. And you know what I mean? So it's like, there's a lot going for him and a lot of people behind him. Um, so that was the biggest thing that stood out to me on the whole show was that match and everything that kind of comes out of that, which we can talk about kind of trickles into like the continental classic as well. Um, other stuff that really stood out to me. Let's see. I got to go through the card here and remember what all, I mean, I really like the six man tag match. I talked about that on the preview show also, how I was looking forward to that. Um, and I love the fallout from it. I love the Christian Cage um, kill kill switch and uh, Nick Wayne segment from Dynamite last night. Um, so I love I love the match, and then I loved like what's happening coming out of it. Um, good to see Tony Storm win the the women's title. I mean, we all saw that coming, but like it's the right move, obviously. And Julia Hart, same thing with the TBS Championship. I, I thought like we all kind of saw that coming. And shout out to Chris Statlander for another Ben Stiller uh, movie reference with the uh, the dodgeball gear yeah. this time. She needs to do heavyweights. That's the that's the one. Like like <laughs> screw this White Goodman stuff. Like Tony Perkis is the legend. Okay, like you got to do some Tony Perkis stuff. Come out in like in heavyweights gear. That would be awesome. Can't Camp Hope? Come on, come on, Chris. Um. So that's the stuff that really stood out to me. I like the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks as well, but it was like any anything that came after that death, Texas death match was doomed. So it is what it is. But how, what other stuff kind of stood out for you? I mean, that, that would be, I guess, the main stuff for me. I mean, the, the real thing is the Swerve versus Hangman match. That's like the real thing for me on the show that I think people really need to watch. Unless unless you don't like death matches, I would avoid it in that case, of course. But Yeah, if you're not, even if you're not a fan of death matches, like I'm, I'm not. I don't like, I can't watch like a full show of death matches. That's for sure. I can watch them in, in, in moderation, which is basically like one per show every maybe couple of weeks. Um, but I think this was a, just a well done death match. I don't like when it gets a little, I mean, I, this might sound weird of like too over the top type of thing. Cause this was pretty over the top, but like, okay, now let's throw out 
glass and everything. Again, I think it's my my issue is if I watch like too many too like back to back and stuff. Can't do like a full show. But if there's like one per show, I'm cool with it. And this was obviously the one on the show. And so I was I was cool with it. And it's been a while since I've watched like a, a death match like live type of thing. So I was like, okay, this is good. And look, it was good. It fit the story. It was something that was needed. I'm I'm glad I said this. I said this last week, but I thought Swerve needed to win this because I think now if we look back at it as well as like if Hangman had won, usually that's to set up a, a trilogy, a rubber match because Swerve won at WrestleDream, Hangman wins here. You can't top that. Like there's nowhere to go from that death match. It's like, oh, now we're going to put him in a cage, you know, because Brian Cage interfered. So it's like, oh, well, now we can go no interference. Like you can't do a more violent match than they did. Like I understand the cage gimmick, but it's like this doesn't, feel like a conclusion after this death match like the death match felt like the conclusion and swerve winning and i thought was the right call i thought it should have been the call from the start and it was um especially after hangman's promo where he called him a failure and everything i i don't not that there was anything wrong with hangman's promo but i've, I've said it on other shows of it's the it's the chris jericho bret hart theory it's like okay if you're gonna be like this guy's a failure you're a failure you're a failure you suck it's like all right well if this dude beats you you just lost to a failure who sucks and if you beat him you just beat a failure who sucks so what does that do for you and i know the real elements of it in why hangman went there and i don't think anyone looked at that after that hangman performance and was like oh yeah hangman sucks he just lost to a failure and swerve's also still a failure like they did a good enough match and the right type of match where it people kind of just forgot about that or it lessened the, those words. But I did think that Swerve should have won after those words. And he did. And now he's in the Continental Classic. Um, we'll, we'll get into the Continental Classic a little bit here in a second because I do want to get your thoughts on the stakes and like the importance of the tournament because that's another... There's a lot of dividing topics in mm -hmm. AEW right now you know a lot of discourse and and stuff and some of it i think is hilarious and you know we do a wrestling podcast so we're going to talk about it and everything and but i've given my thoughts a lot on a lot of this stuff so i'm very curious about your thoughts on it as far as the other stuff on full gear like it was a good show the the main event wasn't my cup of tea i just thought some of it was some i just thought the whole angle was just a little unnecessary just Go out there, do a good match, have MJF win. Cool. That's it. Like I, MJF last night comes out. He's like, you know, all, they all kind of tried to come at me. I still beat them one legged. Didn't matter. And then he, they tried to try to boost Jay White up. Of right. Like, but you know what? Jay White, you're still a great wrestler and like take nothing away from you. It's like, yeah, I, I see you're trying here, Max. But like I watched the match. I I saw what happened. Like you can try to praise Jay White for being a great wrestler. And he he tried really hard, but it's like, man, he didn't look great in that match, the the way it was played out. And I just thought it was unnecessary the way they did it. I just didn't think it was needed. Like you could have just done a good match and pretty much done the same match without all the leg stuff because it did that part didn't do anything for Jay White. And I don't think it made MJF look stronger because look at him. He's on one leg doing this. Like he's the world champion. He's good. You don't need him to look, you don't need him to be super Cena or Hulk Hogan or anything. Like, I think that time one super Cena, like was rejected by the audience. Uh, and I, I, I don't think that's the time in wrestling that we're in the Hulk Hogan kind of time 
right now where that's the kind of style people want for the most part. They like the more just uh, overall back and forth style matches uh, in highlighting athleticism, not like one guy really overcomes all of these odds type of thing like the Hulk Hogan. So I just didn't think it was super necessary. What were your overall impressions on the main event though? Um, I didn't really like it either. And the person I was watching with was like, hated it like straight up and, and this my buddy hughes that comes over for aw like every week so this is like a, a hardcore aw fan he was like he's like this is dumb like he thought all of it was dumb and, un- and unnecessary i was I, I feel the same way i i actually side i generally i usually don't really side with like the negative like portion of the aw fan base because i feel like that's also a lot of the people that like drove cody out of the company that's a whole other conversation i see people advice him about like why did cody leave wwe no he said this no he said that a lot of people were talking for him and i know i do that as well but we can't we can't sit here and act because I, I saw this stuff about like bubba ray i think it was bubba ray talked about like how the fans like pushed cody out and then all these people came out to like defend how like that wasn't the case and it was a personal issue Yes, Cody has said there's personal issues, but are you guys going to really sit here and think that that didn't get to him at all? The idea of like all these people hate me all of a sudden, unless they were going to, anyway, that's, that was, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. I'm not blaming the fans specifically for him to, for him leaving. I there clearly was other things that, that led to him leaving that I don't know about that nobody knows about, but like, I feel like there is a fan, a portion of the fan base that, that, that turned on him for absolutely no reason. And a lot of those people are also the same kind of like CM Punk fan base. They're like, there's, and, but I actually, and, but I actually agree with like them right now when it comes to like hating on this storyline with like the way that they did this on this pay per view. I think that that was, I'll, I'll agree with the negative AEW fanboys when it comes to the, the main event of the show. I don't think you needed any of the Adam Cole stuff at all. The devil didn't even show up, which I think was a miss. Yeah. Um, I, I was. You know, I expected yeah. the devil, some type of tease, and then it wasn't there. You know, Joel kind of surmised that, well, the devil is Adam Cole, which I'm kind of leaning towards that right now. And that's why, you know, the devil didn't show up because the devil was there the entire time. Uh, so, but then last night, a little... Cole and Cole and MJF were in the ring together, and the devil popped up on the big screen, and it yeah. sounded like Jack Perry. So yeah, well, yeah, I see retro nicotine is saying thoughts on Jack Perry being the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that that's that is a possibility that it's 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 Jack Perry, which would be hilarious. Um yeah, I I don't know. They I expected some type of tease at full gear and we didn't get it. I imagine the reveal will come at World's End now. Uh, you know, that they they that's another month away, so they got another month of teases. And everything. I do think it was a little bit of a miss to not have just some type of because it started with the Jay White attack. Like that's where we first saw the devil. So I thought I thought we should have had something with the devil there. And you know, unless it is Adam Cole, and that's how you explain it. And then of course, but we we won't know that until the actual reveal, and then we can look back and be like, oh, that's why they weren't at full gear. Um, and it still could have done maybe a little something, and they they didn't. But and we'll see. We will see where they end up going with it. Yeah, and listen, I love MJF as AEW World Champion. I'm a huge MJF fan. Y'all know that. I have been for a very long time. I just, <clears throat> this just it, this was just like a, it was just like overbooked or whatever. You know, it, it just wasn't, they didn't need so much of this. Now, granted, I get part of why they're doing this, I have to assume here, is because they're really trying to mislead the audience as much as possible so that whenever they reveal who the devil is, it's like a big payoff. I get that. I, I think that was a lot of this where it's like 
you're planting seeds of doubt and, and questioning Adam Cole constantly. You're questioning MJF constantly. We did. We haven't seen Jack Perry in forever. CM Punk's name keeps popping up. I, I know I, I highly doubt it's him, but it's just like, you know, these are, they're, they're, they're playing with a lot of the speculation in this too, which is smart. You know, I get that, but you know, because on paper, the devil should just be either MJF or Adam Cole. It should just be one of those two guys this entire time. Doubt it's MJF after all of this, after all he's been through, it really wouldn't make sense. But now after we've seen the devil and Adam Cole not in the same place at the same time, unless they <clears throat> they could always explain that the devil mask is being passed around to different people and it's like a group of people who have been doing this to him and they've taken turns wearing the mask. Like that's definitely possible, but it makes things a lot more confusing and convoluted and stuff. It'd be nice if just like it was one devil, same person on the mask the entire time. And if like we saw him last night, it can't be Adam Cole or MJF because they were in the ring at the time. But then at the same time, those guys could be under uh, like uh, Adam Cole, for instance, could have could be one of the guys under one of the masks, not not under the devil mask, but one of the like the people that are like, you know, also doing the attacks. We don't we don't know. Um, but all this is being done to like to it's because of this devil storyline. I think it's why we got so much of the overbooking stuff on the, on the main event for the pay-per-view. And then I think that you're hundred percent right about how they tried to save Jay white last night, where in Je- Jeff Valley's driver says it could have been pre-recorded. They can always explain it that way. That's, that's very possible. Yeah. But, but the Jay white thing, I thought that was pretty funny too. How like MJF last end of the microphone was like, yeah, everyone like, believe me, like, Jay White's who he says he is. He's awesome. He's great in the ring. One of the best wrestlers of all time. Like, because that was clearly a response to like the the backlash online of how weak it made Jay White look to lose to MJF when he was that injured. So, um, and also the idea that Adam Cole could have ever been cleared to even wrestle in his condition, and the idea that we already have we already have Samoa Joe on the same show defending a Ring of Honor title he doesn't own. And then, like, later on the show, you're going to let the world title be defended by not the world champion. Like, it's just very, it's weird. It's weird booking. Love AEW. Love Tony Khan. Weird booking. The, I mean, they're leaning heavy into the sports entertainment stuff with MJF. Now they're, they're going, you know, more sports presentation with the Continental Classic, which I love. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Oh, excuse me. Um, so yeah, when it comes to, to MJF, look, I love the, I did love the segment last night with Samoa Joe. I'm all for Samoa Joe getting the title shot and I'm all for Samoa Joe winning that title. If I'm being honest about things, um, you know, they, Adam Cole was there last night. Jeff Ellie drivers was kind of pointing out like the, the facials Adam Cole made and, you know, Adam Cole, I think he had that line of like, you know, give it up for the devil type of thing. And, you know, was he talking about himself? Was he talking about MGF? Like they're giving little breadcrumbs on this. Uh, the payoff's got to be something, especially if they're going to stretch this out until world's end. Like the payoff's got to be good. I honestly, I only feel like an Adam Cole or MJF payoff is the way to go based on everything else. Like, I don't know if I'll be disappointed if it's anybody else, like if it is Jack Perry, but I think the, the, the breadcrumbs they're leaving right now makes it seem like it's Adam Cole or MJF. And that might be the best payoff on this. Uh, you know, if it's Jack Perry, it's Jack Perry. Uh, you know, we'll see where they, where they actually do pay this off at. Um, but I think Adam Cole might be the way to go 
with this. And then Adam Cole takes the title, but I, I think MJF should just lose it to Samoa Joe, but I'm always going to vouch for Samoa Joe <laughs> being, being the world champion. Cause he's fucking Samoa Joe. Why shouldn't he be the world champion? I did yeah. like, I got, I got it last night. It's very nitpicky. I realize that where like, Joe's like, no, I want you hundred percent. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to beat you tonight. You're banged up and everything. It's like, okay, that's a, that's a baby face move. For Samoa Joe, it's like is Joe the heel? Is Joe the babyface? MJF the heel? MJF the babyface? I've I've talked about this before with with AEW, and like I don't think it's necessarily always a bad thing, but I do think if you do it too often, it can get a little muddy because people just they want to root for for people, and like they want a clean babyface, they want a clean heel, and MJF or not MJF, AEW has a lot of like. They have babyface tendencies. They have heel tendencies. And sometimes if you do it too much, it can be a, a turnoff of things. Um, I'm not speaking for myself on this, by the way. I am speaking for other people who aren't online and aren't like invested as, as deep as maybe maybe you and I are who do podcasts on it every single week. Um, but but they they have told me that like, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I want to get behind this person, but then they do something that makes me not like them. I'm just like, eh, and I just don't care as much and i was like yeah i i kind of get that that just like it's tough to find that person to root for because then they do something that is like oh well that's what a heel would do so why am i going to get behind you type of thing like i think they should hangman should be the biggest baby face in the company especially after this death match like i think he should have been the big, biggest baby face in the company for honestly years now ever since the cm punk stuff but they, they put him on the back burner after that and it took him a while to kind of get back up there again so uh i would i would totally get be be uh behind hangman on that but i i can see with the joe and mjf stuff it's like yeah you're kind of a dick there but i also really like you here um and i've, I've mentioned this before when it comes to like tendencies in AEW. it's like a lot of times it's, it's not black and white like humans are not black and white uh you know there there are a lot of sometimes i you do good things and then other times like uh that might not be good in other another person's eyes but you thought you were doing the right thing so aw does lean into that and i think it works in some cases i also think in professional wrestling sometimes you just need that guy who is like that's the guy that's the guy who does good that's who i'm behind and yeah you also need the despicable heel that that's the guy that sucks and has no redeeming qualities. And MJF for a while was that. Yeah. Yeah. And he will be again one day. I mean, like I said, I think the main reason they're even doing this baby face run is so that he's even more over as a heel eventually, because it, it was hard for him to be like, there was, I mean, I shouldn't say there wasn't, there wasn't anywhere for him to go as a heel before. Cause there definitely was, but I've said it before. Like there's <clears throat> what better way of like, you just have this opportunity where MJF was getting organically cheered you have the whole thing with him and, and Adam Adam Cole and MJF. That whole thing just kind of like worked better than I think anyone expected it to. And now you just have this I- incredible opportunity to make the fans love MJF right now so that when he stabs them all in the back, it's going to be, they're going to hate him 10 times more than they would have. Um, which is why I think him being the devil would actually be a good idea. But it just doesn't make sense with like how the story has been told that it would be him at all. Um, <clears throat> as far as the Samoa Joe stuff, the problem with Samoa, it's not really a problem. It's a good problem to have if you're a wrestling fan. The problem with Samoa Joe is he he just has so much respect from the fan base that like, like him as a heel, it works still because like he's so good at what he does. And like, if we're meant to boo Joe, we can boo Joe. 
But the problem is like when his music hits, we're all still going to be going, Joe, Joe, Joe. We're still going to be like popping for the muscle buster and the, the coquina clutch and everything. He, like everything he does is his in-ring style. Like he just has, I mean, he has like two decades plus at this point, like worth of, of us being invested. And, and it's not even just like as wrestling fans. A lot of us are like the, the indie fans, fans of his in Ring of Honor, fans of like, we loved him in NXT. We wanted more from him in WWE. Like, you know, it, so he has, he, he's, he's a bona fide like pro wrestling legend, at, like a living legend. And so it's like, we want to, and he's so good at, like, he's so good still. Like he's going out there and still having great matches. So like part of us is, and this is how I speak for myself and probably for you also, Jeremy, and probably a lot of people in the chat. It's like, if Samoa Joe, even though he lost a recent world title match, even though he lost to CM Punk on pay-per-view not that long ago and stuff, if, if Samoa Joe beat MJF for the world title, I'm totally cool with it. It's like, it's still, it's Samoa Joe. Like it's still Samoa Joe and he's still performing at a super high level. So it's, it's one of those things where it's tough. Where like, I can't, the, the AEW fan base is, I don't think they're going to like hate Samoa Joe no matter what he does. And if MJF, they're kind of on the fence one way or another, it just makes it where this is a scenario, like you're saying, Jeremy, where it'd be really beneficial to have a clear heel and baby face dynamic in this so that the fan base kind of knew kind of where to direct the cheers and boos throughout their feud and throughout their match and stuff, even though they're going to like both guys, obviously. Um, one other thing I want to mention based on what you said, th- what you said, I'm going to clear my throat real quick. Just quick. Okay. So the devil thing with, uh, with Jack Perry. Okay. Let's say it's him. We'll just say it's him. Cause that the voice sounded like him, but they could also be doing that to throw people off. They could have had him laugh into a into a uh, a microphone and then like distorted it. And then like this will this will similar to I I, just, I don't know what the plans were, but over in WWE when they were doing the Uncle Howdy thing, it was clearly Bo Dallas's voice like doing the laughing and stuff like that. You know, so I I think that if the devil was Jack Perry, there is definitely going to be a a, a good portion of the audience that will be disappointed with the idea of that but it depends on how they present it because it is very specific i know other people have come up with this idea as well but if it's jack perry and he returns and his theme song is now crimey river by justin timberlake like he is going to be like it would be incredible if he was the devil and he had that theme music and they just pushed him as the top heel for a while like I think, and, and it, it would actually make sense because of the history of him and MJF and MJF like telling him he didn't have him in it. It didn't have it in him to like be that kind of guy and how they, and, 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 and Jack is a callback to Jack saying there there was like allusions in the past to them being more similar than we thought they were and stuff like that. And so I think if you go back and put the piece together, I think the Jack, and of course Jack Perry has been off TV for a, for a while that has to do with the CM Punk stuff, but we also don't know like, was his real suspension from that like hardly anything? And were they like, let's just take you off TV and just totally repackage you, and we're gonna do this whole new angle when you come back? And so, I'm just saying, like, I think Jack Perry, it could work. I'm a big Jack, I'm a big Jack Perry fan. Um, I really liked his heel run before he before he took this time off. So, and I love you know him standing up for himself, you know, in the in real life too. So, like, I think that i think that him being the devil would actually be really badass depending on how the presentation was especially if his theme music is crime your river when he comes back tony khan you you gotta license that that is the most perfect theme song in the history of wrestling if he comes back and that's his music so gotta put that out there i love that you are all in on jack perry just because he 
he got the last laugh on CM Punk. That's not the only reason, to be fair. I do like him even more because of that. <laughs> but um, no, y'all can go back and listen to this show, the, show I've done, the shows I've done with Doug, really, even like The Weekender, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Like, I, was, I wasn't sure about the initial Jack Perry heel turn. I, I, I was really skeptical about it. But and, and I really hated like the the theme music. But then I was like, yeah, that's the point though. Like they're doing it, and it's like it's making me hate him. Like that that's that's actually working. And then I really liked when he was doing the stuff with Jerry Lynn, and he dressed, he did like kind of like Jerry Lynn cosplay for this match and stuff, and the FTW stuff. And I, I actually thought it was really really good heel work. I, I really liked it. Um, and then you put on top of that that yes, what you just mentioned with the CM Punk stuff. Yeah, sure. That game that that. that I like that he stood up to the guy. This is what it is. So what anyway. if, what if instead of his theme music is instead of Justin Timberlake, because we shouldn't give him any money. Uh, what if his theme music is cult of personality? That would be absolutely incredible, but that's, that, yeah, that would cause, <laughs> I don't know. That'd be, I mean, I don't think they can even do that because living color, they, they kind of, they go with punk, not with the company. Um, but yeah, you pay enough money, they'll go with whoever. That's that's true. Um, there's something else you just mentioned that I was going to touch on about him, and I just forgot what it was. That's okay, though. Um, trying to think if there's anything else Jack Perry wise. I'm I'm a fan though. I, I think you know. I think uh, I think him returning as the devil would be cool. Him returning just in general would be cool. I have you know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Okay, what are your thoughts on the the Continental Classic? They announced the uh, the leagues, so to say, um, mm-hmm. yesterday in a, in a video where they did not reveal the title, but they revealed the leagues. So we got the the Gold League, which is uh, Swerve, Jay White, John Moxley, Mark Briscoe, Roosh, and Jay Lethal. That kicked off last night. The Gold League's uh, action, and the Blue League. We got Danielson, Andrade, Eddie Kingston, Brody King, Claudio, and Daniel Garcia. The winner becomes the ROH World Champion, the New Japan Strong Openweight Champion, and AW Continental Champion, and they're basically a Triple Crown Champion. I guess they defend the title, whichever company they're at, whenever they want, wherever they want, type of thing. Um, you know, it's their version of the G1. It's going to end at World's End. What are your thoughts on the stakes and then the the, the leagues? Um, I mean, I definitely don't need another title belt. I mean, like, like we just did this with the the international championship that was before. What did they call it before that? The the all Atlantic, Atlantic yeah, yeah, the all Atlantic championship, which was created out of thin air because of like a short tournament, basically for the that was for the first um, uh, Forbidden Door show, right? That's when they yeah. So <clears throat> that kind of came out of nowhere. Now, granted, you know, I know Pac had it initially, but. And I know it's been hopitated a little bit recently, but Orange Cassidy has done a really good job of like making that championship valuable. So I'm I'm not going to knock the existence of the 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 international championship, but the Continental Championship. I mean, you put an I N T E R in front of that. What's that spell? I mean, I'm just like you're literally creating an intercontinental title. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of funny. Um, so. Why? Why are you making an IC title now? It doesn't make any sense. Just, just have this ball be for the ROH championship, or 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 consolidate it all. Make the make an agreement with with New Japan to where it's like, okay, the strong title 
is gone. The Ring of Honor World Title is gone now. Just the it's just everything is through the con. But that's weird taking away the ROH World Title though. It'd be weird to do that. I don't know. It's just convoluted. I don't know why. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Like so, the champion's gonna we're gonna win three titles across three champ through across three companies. It's kind of a cool concept. And I like that they're doing their own version of the G1. It's better than them just doing a straight-up tournament with brackets, just like they do over and over and over again in AEW. But so I'll say this: I like the concept. I like the competitors. It's going to be a good tournament. It was it started off hot last night on Dynamite, but I don't necessarily need another AEW championship in the mix. Um, my my thoughts are that it depends on how it all kind of plays out and, and what they, what they do moving forward. Like, I, I have no doubt that the matches are going to be good. The matches were good last night. I have no doubt that all through they're they're going to be good. The finals are going to be good. Everything. The way I looked at it when they announced the, the stakes and everything is the ROH title is what it is in the AEW universe. It's the ROH world title but it's rarely on ROH television in the AEW universe. It's a secondary title. It, it just it kind right. of is it, obviously it is. in ROH. It's the world title, but in the AEW universe, it's a secondary title, new Japan strong. It's the world title of new Japan strong, but in the new new Japan universe, it's a secondary title. And in the AEW um, universe, it's like third tier. Like, yeah, like I, I won't even, I won't even put it in the AEW universe because I just, I didn't, you know, they, yeah. they don't really have the New Japan Strong title defended. They they did the match, I guess, at Wrestle Dream with Shibata, where both the titles were on the line. Right. Um, and then now you're introducing a new AEW title. So okay, like we've already got a lot of AEW singles titles. So what's this new title going to represent moving forward? When you have the TBS title or TNT title, which is pretty well established, and you have the International Championship, which Orange Cassidy has done a great job. Of establishing what is this continental title going to represent? So, if you're going to make it this big championship where it can be defended, uh, and it's going to actually headline, you know, some ROH events, and the champion's actually going to show up and work ROH matches, and they're going to show up on the New Japan events in America, maybe even go to Japan, and you're going to make it mean have some importance on AEW television as well, then you know you can you can put some value on it like let's say john moxley wins and john moxley just goes around defending this title cool that makes the title valuable i don't like my AEW and roh stories blending a lot like i've i've spoke about that so i think we're gonna get more of that with this title and that worries me a little bit and i do think if like john moxley has the championship is he gonna be like yeah i'm the roh world champion here i am on AEW tv kind of like claudio is he just gonna hold the title like claudio did and it's like all right what don't you have roh stuff to do can't you feud in your roh why are you just having these random aw matches so the stakes kind of lessen the tournament for me because i was just like eh. i because of the way they've treated roh for in the world title throughout since basically tony acquired it is is they've told me that roh hasn't been as important and now you're telling me here's the roh title this is an important title you know watch roh so I, w- I was a little less excited when the stakes were announced, but they do have a very uh, SP3 joined Joel and I yesterday for a little while saying that like they're trying to make, they could make this title like the IWGP intercontinental title when they, <clears throat> when they had that. And like, look, if that's the case and you make it like 
a real triple crown, real second championship, like cool, then you got it, but you got to do that. And I don't think we're going to know the value of this title and of this tournament until one, it ends. And then a couple months later to see how mm. they actually book whoever wins this tournament and how they book the, the championship defenses. I think that's when we're going to find out the real value of, of this overall tournament and the real value of these titles. Yeah. And also like, so at the end of the tournament and somebody's holding all three of the belts, then going forward, is that, is that person defending all three of those every time that they're defending them? Like, like, does that champion go to ring of defending like. all three, going to new Japan, defending all three, AW defending. So why isn't just one title belt? Because you can't do a cool Ultimo Dragon photo with one title <laughs> around the waist holding two titles if you only have one title belt. That's that's very true. Ultimo Dragon ruled. I'm not going to discredit that. Um, covered in titles. Him and Sonny Ono together, just, just draped in gold. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, yeah, I I I understand the idea and the concept. It just kind of feels like the international championship already exists, like for this exact reason. Like, why wasn't that just the chance like you would you what you could have done is you could have just had john moxley retain the, inter- the international championship over orange cassidy at full gear and then he just defended that title throughout this tournament and then that would be like that would just be you wouldn't need the inter sorry not the intercontinental title the continental title um i don't know just don't see the point but i think this tournament's badass it's it's like it's a great tournament round robin style so anyone could really win this thing, even if they lost last night, they could still they could still win this thing. I don't think um, Jay Lethal's winning this thing. I don't think Jay Lethal's winning this thing either. Um, but I'm just saying, like that's just to keep that in mind for people. Like this is that's it's it's a bit different how this tournament's going to work than most tournaments. But I like that they're doing their own version of the G1 basically, and uh, I just don't I just don't love the idea of like all the title belts and like. I don't know. I just don't see the point. I, I just, I don't see the point in adding another AEW championship. Like you can already, like you mentioned before, you already have the TNT title, which like really had no identity really between like Cody leaving the company and Christian winning it. Now it matters again, but that's me, but that's because of Christian. Like, I don't think that TNT title really, let me put it this way. I don't think the TNT title really means much but Christian is doing such incredible work that him holding the titles, making it seem like something. If that, does that make sense? Like, yeah. like they, the TNT title had gotten so lost in the mix and become so devalued throughout like all the Wardlow runs and stuff, in my opinion, that just like, just who cares? Um, but Christian's so damn good that it's like, shit, well, TNT title rules because Christian rules, which is by association. But you already have that. You already have an international championship that they live. That's literally called the international championship. Like what's the difference between international and continental intercontinental, right? It's all one thing. It's all put those two words, put those two titles together. You have an intercontinental championship. How's anyone else? Maybe they will. Maybe they I know, will. but it's just like, that's bootleg, dude. I don't know what to say it. It's like, it's, it's, that's weak. Um, uh, but anyway, who, who do you think is going to win this thing? I'll give you your 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 first up. Who, who do you think wins this whole thing? I'm of of two minds of it. If you want to like make the title and have it, you know, where it's going to be um, sort of defended at different places in like you you want to really elevate it right off the bat. I think Moxley or Danielson is the way to go. I see an argument for 
Jay White and Swerve as well. My thing is like I love Swerve being in the tournament. If I don't want him lost in this mix of where it feels like he should be elevated to the world title at this point. Like the, and this is where I come back to the stakes of it of all right, he's winning the R he could win the ROH championship and the New Japan Strong Championship. Swerve's gonna do great things with those titles. But again, you've told me in the AEW universe that those titles don't matter all that much. Like they're important in the ROH universe, but the ROH universe is very small and it, the, the fan base is what it is. The the importance of it overall is what it is on that. And I feel it's just Swerve should be above that. Same way I kind of thought Eddie Kingston should be above that. If you're going to use, if you're going to, by the way, if you're going to use these titles and actually like put these people on ROH television and give them something substantial to do on ROH television, I'm actually fine with that. Do I still think people like Swerve and Eddie Kingston are kind of above that and should be on AEW TV? Yes, 100%. But if you're going to put them on ROH and try to really elevate ROH in that way, I'm fine with that. They just haven't done that. They're just like, oh yeah, here's Eddie Kingston defending the title against Jay Lethal by losing to Jeff Jarrett. And then we're doing this on the AW pre-show with this ROH title match. Like you're telling me it's not all that. And I know, Oh, they're trying to make the, the pre-show mean something, but like you're telling sure. me that, that mm-hmm. it is what it is on, on that. And they've been doing it the, even during Claudio's run as well. Um, but Jericho's if you're gonna actually, entire run with the title was on AEW. Like, how yeah. he made any Ring of Honor appearances. Yeah. Like, if you- this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but. The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. If you're going to try to actually boost ROH, then cool, go for that. I'm, I'm all for it. That's what I want. I want this stuff to operate separately and not take up aew time um but i don't think they're gonna do that because and i don't think again swerve and uh eddie kingston they're above kind of this version of roh and that's why they're still on aew television um that's why i look at somebody like daniel garcia is i think daniel garcia one you give him big wins over brian danielson you give him a big final victory over somebody like john moxley and then he has these titles and he is at that 
level that you've kind of been presenting these titles is like, yeah, Daniel Garcia can be on ROH, but still make AEW appearances. Daniel Garcia can go on to, on these new Japan shows, wrestle and like co-main events and stuff. I mean, Eddie Kingston's on these new Japan shows. He's in the co-main event or, or below on these new Japan USA shows, even though he's the strong open weight champion, they're like, eh, we're going to put the Shingo match uh, over Eddie Kingston. Like mm. that's just where they're at on things like Shingo and Trent is headlining over your new Japan strong open weight championship. Um, I feel like Daniel Garcia can be that person. So I'm looking at Garcia as sort of the dark horse sort of winner because of how they presented these titles. And then, but if they're going to try to really, really elevate and really make it mean something, which I feel like for the first one, they might, um, then I'm looking at somebody like Brian or Moxley or Swerve. Maybe they see Jay White there and this is their rehab tool for Jay White after everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's what part, part of what makes this this tournament fun though is that it it is there's a lot of different ways they can go with it that would make sense as far as the winner. My initial pick, and I I tweeted this as well, like after they announced the the uh, the lineup. <clears throat> excuse me, I um I, I my my choice actually was Daniel Garcia. I think he makes the most sense for like what this tournament could be for all the reasons you just mentioned because he could be a, a regular in Ring of Honor. And it would make sense. Same thing with popping up from New Japan shows. It makes sense. He has the ring. He has their in-ring style. It's going to be believable in any company. And he has the history where if you got to win over Danielson, you know another win over Danielson. Because that's he, he he tapped him with the uh, that Dragon Slayer, right? That's why he named it the Dragon Slayer. Was mm-hmm. he actually forced him to tap out for that before, which is a massive deal. And there's a lot more meat on the bones there. There's also been a lot of talk in the past of. Um, how Danielson or how Garcia rather was supposed to be an initial member of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, but Jericho wanted him for the Appreciate Society. And so there's just, there's just so much left there between, I, I feel like between Danielson and Garcia, but I'm, I'm with you. I think me personally, I think Daniel Garcia should win this whole thing because it just does so much for him, for everything I just mentioned, everything you mentioned. And also it gets him back in that mix of like, believable AEW kind of like world title contender after he has a run with this title. Like if he has a good run with it, I think he gets really elevated in AEW where, which he should be. Um, but if it isn't Garcia, I think the most likely person is Danielson mainly because it gives him the opportunity. If he's really wrapping up his full-time career over the next year, what better way than also being able to pop up in New Japan, being a pop up in Ring of Honor? You know what I mean? Like he could already him. do that though. Like that, but, but as the champion though, like a, like the Ring of Honor role, it's kind of cool to be able to say like Daniel Brian Danielson is the Ring of Honor world champion again for the end of his career. You know, like just like stuff like that. I guess you know. I said I, I like Jeff. <clears throat> I like Jeff Ellie Driver's point by the way. Jay White wins, so he's allowed back in New Japan. That's a good point. Um, I I said that Danielson should bring back real pro wrestling win this tournament and then when he goes to new japan to face okada on january 4th and they're like brian we need you to return the favor to okada you beat him at uh forbidden door you know you gotta you gotta take this loss brian's like i got these three titles that i just won man i just won these these titles like five days ago we i can't lose my first match as the champion i gotta win this one too sorry brother that doesn't work for me (laughs) bring back real pro wrestling brian danielson there you go yeah, TK man, should that, do it too. TK should put the titles on Danielson 
just to be like, oh, I can't have my new champion lose into Okada. Like, yeah, no, we can't do that. It's so funny because, as you know, and as everyone else watching this, I'm sure knows, Danielson is the last person on earth who would ever pull that card. He'd be the guy back yeah, there, like, pull, like literally petitioning to lose. Like, they'd come in and be like, "All right, we're gonna have you go over a card." He's like, "No, no, no, I beat him last time. Like, he needs to, he needs to beat me today." Like, he'd be like doing the opposite. And the other thing that that's worth mentioning that you mentioned too is Swerve. He was the most confusing entrant outside of maybe Brody King because I, I didn't. I get them having like a bigger guy in there that can Brody work, King's there to take some L's. I, I, I agree. Um, but the swerve one was confusing because like you said, coming out of that hangman match, you would think he would just be elevated closer towards like MJF and that, and that stuff, unless they're going to have to come back to him and hangman, like you said, because that wasn't really like the, the blow off to a feud, but I would not try to top that. Maybe you could do that like a while from now. Maybe come, maybe revisit that like that months was down the, the road. Off. You can't, you can't go like that was the blow off. Swear no, but I'm just fast. saying like, but for Hangman, it's like that's a weird way to go out. Like, like, but there, but Hangman's gonna come back as a sympathetic baby face. Yeah, Hangman's just got to take that L and and get back up on the horse and figure something else out because like, yeah, you I'm can't just you. You can't go after it. Swerve and then win. Like ah, I won this last match. Uh, you know, but you got me the other two. Like, you can't come back from that again. Sometimes but, you got to move on from feuds. And for Hangman, very easy to move on of, like, Swerve. He, you know, he was the better man type of thing. But he he brought that fire back out of me, uh, you know, because that was the whole build up to it. And he's like, yes. you know, he brought that fire back out of me. And then here comes another challenger, whoever it might be, whoever's going to step to Hangman. And be like, you know, good. I'm glad you got that fire back. Like, let's see how much you really got that fire back. And then you do do a few based off of that and i like that by the way and things don't have to be like 50 50 things don't have to be like the good guy always wins like what i like so much about one of the reasons i like this scenario so much between hangman and swerve especially if they left it here is that both guys are so over that like like you know some people are going to look at this and be like well you know it's going to devalue this or it's like no you, both guys are super over and you made a new main eventer out of Strickland out of this and the hangman was already a main event so i like i like this idea bring it full circle when swerve wins the title hangman's wanted to throne him uh my my wife said that hangman can deal with the elite bs i i actually love that in the fact that hangman should walk up to all of them and just slap the shit out of them like all of you are being a bunch of bitches right now get your shit together because, you know, here comes Brian Cage to interfere for Swerve. Where's Hangman's friends? That was the whole point of them getting back together. Hangman should call out his friends on their nonsense. I think that they'll, I don't know if they've tried to explain it at all and I missed it, but more, the Elite was the next match, right? Or, or sorry, yeah, Jericho, Omega, yeah. and the Young Bucks. So they could make the excuse of like, we were getting ready for a match. We didn't see it, I guess, or something. But like, that's... All they are a bunch of. of bitches though. They, they didn't <clears throat> care that Swerve's house got broken into... Uh, or not sort of uh, broke into his right. house uh hangman's house and you know the young books like oh why are you hanging out with chris jericho again hangman should slap the shit out of all of them and bring some sense to them that's what i would want from from hangman they, Dollar driver with another good point they didn't even sell it like anything happened when they came out yeah, from that. yeah. that's what i i said that yeah. on, on twitter i was like if the young bucks and kenny omega were really good friends they'd beat the shit out of jericho and leave and be like we gotta go make sure hangman's okay like what are we doing here doing this wrestling match after we just watched our friend go through that but no they they gotta do they gotta 
do their their spots, you know, get their shit in on yeah, this wrestling show. And people got to give Hangman credit, like, because it's easy to get lost in the mix of, like, so much stuff going on in the world of wrestling, especially even just in the world of AEW alone. Between this feud he had with, with Swerve and the feud with Moxley earlier this year, like, those are two badass feuds where he really... I mean, those guys, all, all three of those dudes in both of those two feuds, like they put they put themselves through some stuff, man. I mean, that those were the hangman deserves a lot of credit for what he's done this year, even though it kind of has gone kind of low key in the grand scheme of things. I'm telling you, hangman is the dude they should be <clears throat> building around on this stuff. Like he proved it with the Omega feud, and then you know, the title run. There were some misses there. I I still didn't like the Adam Cole feud. The matches were fine. I didn't like the Cole basically lost to Orange Cassidy, and then you know they said he didn't lose because lights out match, but whatever. We all saw him get pinned. Yeah, saw it, yeah, yeah, in that match, and then it was like, oh, Adam Cole gets title shots. Like the matches were fine. I don't think Cole was the guy, the right guy at that time. The Punk feud was good. I realized that it caused a lot of damage, uh, but like it was a good feud. The match was good, and everything, and then he's been having good matches. The Moxley stuff was good, um, but yeah, it was just kind of. Loki, yeah, all the Danielson stuff, shit, yeah, like well, that, of course, that was yeah. yeah, 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 the Danielson so, stuff was great. Like Hangman, he's been that dude. They just so they're so hot and cold on him. One thing I would have, and I understand why they didn't do this, by the way. Um, Swerve should not be losing to Jay Lethal, uh, so I get that. But yeah, uh, Swerve coming off that Texas Death Match, I would have been cool if like he had faced Jay White last night and Jay White beat him. Uh, Moxley could have been the other one. Honestly, Mark Briscoe could have gotten that victory over Swerve last night and sell that like, oh, Swerve's coming off the Texas death match. Like, you know, he's banged up and everything. You know, is he back in the ring too soon? Mark Briscoe's not the guy you want to face. Moxley, again, another guy you could pretty much do it with. Jay Lethal's about the only guy you couldn't do it with. And maybe that's why they had him face Jay Lethal's like, yeah, we'll just have Jay Lethal lose because he's in this tournament to take a bunch of L's. But, you know, have have it be like a Mark Briscoe victory. It's like, Oh shit. Mark Briscoe. I don't think people would have suspected Mark Briscoe beating swerve in this tournament. And then you was immediately established like one cumulative damage matters in this because here's swerve coming off this Texas death match a few days ago. And then he loses to Mark Briscoe. Then swerve, he gets to heal up for a week before his next match. Then he can start maybe going on his run a little bit and start beating everybody, which I, assume he's going to win a good chunk of these matches um like last night the predictable people won and i think that's fine you're going to have that but i do i do like that about the g1 is like night one they usually have that big like upset that people now it's become a thing of like oh well we see it coming because you do these big (laughs) upsets every year but like when they first did it it was very shocking when when like uh like jay white would beat like okada on night one it's like oh shit nobody thought that like we're all expecting okada to be in the finals and here he is losing to jet like they do the big upset on night one and i would have liked something like that last night otherwise but instead we just got which is fine you're the guys you expected to win one last night yeah i'm 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 with you and i know we'll definitely have some upsets throughout this thing but i i like the i like what you're saying like, i don't like the idea of swerve losing right after that huge win over hangman but i do like what you're saying about the cumulative damage because that should <clears throat> that should mean something for sure and also the idea of someone beating 
swerve last night, pretty much anybody but lethal. It could have been, like you said, in that bracket. Um, like, like you can say Mark Briscoe, for instance. A caveat there, too, is that how and the, the rules wind up being highlighted because you can play into the idea that Swerve had the help from Brian Cage to, to ultimately win the match on full gear, but because of the way the tournament is laid out with no, you know, no ringside, anything like way more sports based, like he can't have the help. You know what I mean? So like there, there's, there, there would be a way to maybe have Swerve lose and it makes sense that night. And it, it would have only made sense last night because it's literally coming yeah. right off of that match uh, without being able to have time to heal. So I, under, I, 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 I get that line of thinking. I, uh, I think we would both agree, though, and I think most people in the chat would agree. Swerve just shouldn't even be in this tournament. He should just be like in another top storyline that leads to him being in the world title mix, um, coming off the Hangman feud and win. But um, the the one good thing about this, though, for Swerve, though, is he'll have consistently great matches with everyone in this tournament and just continue to raise his value in that way in like the fans' eyes. But he's already like there. They're already cheering him. He's already. And I'll also say this: his double stomp last night was was very good. He <laughs> he's gotten a lot better with the double stomp recently. He's going more towards the head. He's landing more kind of on people's heads, and it's way less obvious than when he was landing on people's chests and splitting his legs before he'd land. For people who don't notice, I'm sure it's impossible not to notice. But usually, when Swerve would hit that double stomp, like he he's just landing around people. Like he wasn't even landing on people, and it really bothered me. Recently, he's been doing it to the head and it's been looking good. So I got to give him credit for that. Although I do like his other finisher a lot better. The kind of like the Pentagon driver type, the Grace driver. JML type driver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think we're kind of all in agreement with this with this tournament for the most part. Like, seems a bit convoluted with all the championships. They probably don't need another title in AEW. But whoever wins this should be someone who can represent in AEW, in Ring of Honor, and in New Japan. Someone like Danielson probably makes the most sense, but someone like Garcia could probably benefit the most from it and would also be able to do all the things I just mentioned. Right, we're going to move on to the WWE spotlight. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. Hey, one story you can finish is leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat and get three entries into the Wrestle Rumble uh, pickums. We do a, we're doing a pickum for Survivor Series. You can get a free entry into that. Get a free entry into the Randy Savage raffle, and you can get a free entry into the John Cena raffle as well. All you got to do is leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat, and we will draw out the names right before we run our interview uh, in, in just a little bit. So leave a Wrestle Rumble in the chat, everybody. Right, WWE yeah. story that. We'll kind of finish, kind of start again this Sunday, Saturday, sorry, this Saturday at War Games. Andy Orton's back, and we have War Games with Orton, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and Seth Rollins against Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, J.D. McDonough, and Drew McIntyre. Are you excited for the return of Randy Orton, Jensen? Well, we've been talking about this for weeks. Um, We all saw this coming. It makes sense though. I mean, like, and I like the way that they kind of they they were they were in a corner, and we've talked about this before too. But so I think it's pretty obvious that they announced Randy Orton without announcing him officially 
on they Raw. put him on the poster well I mean, no i'm sorry like i'm sorry on on, on raw though like how cody yeah. like didn't officially say it but he like he let the crowd do it for him yeah and so everyone knows and yes okay i guess it is 100 percent official with it you know on the poster now but obviously because in most scenarios you would just have him appear at the pay-per-view as the surprise but they don't want an entire crowd full of cm punk cm punk cm punk and then randy orton comes out um i a lot of people still see cm punk showing up at this thing and if he does that's gonna that's gonna be one of the most wild things i've ever witnessed online i'm gonna definitely be looking at twitter during this show um but you know i like like it makes sense for it to be randy he has the history with cody you could also maybe I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Randy turned or something real quick too. Like, cause I feel like there's a lot more sense in doing Randy versus Cody before Cody goes on to win the title at WrestleMania 40 from Roman Reigns. So, but I like this. I mean, it, it, Randy was the, he makes the most sense of literally anyone outside of maybe like Kevin Owens, like, you know, because of, you know, you know, storyline wise, Kevin Owens would make sense, of course, but Randy Orton, I thought it was also kind of funny how, I watched some clips from this throughout throughout the show, and like, I I, I saw it was like Sammy Rollins and Cody were all together, and this is after like they had been looking for people, and Cody walks up to both them, and they're just like, nope, can't find anyone, no one, no one's answering. It's like no one's answering the phone for Seth Rollins or, or Sammy Zayn. Not one person's like down to help these guys out. Like two of the biggest two of the biggest stars in the whole world. Like no one, and then. Cody's just like casually like, oh no, it's cool. My guy answered. He's in. It's like, oh, okay, NBD. All right, let's go. Um, but uh, but yeah, how do you feel about it? I mean, it, it was all it was it had to be Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone knew it was gonna kind of be Randy Orton, uh Fightful Select and Sean Ross Sapp had kind of put that out there in the the past few weeks that that was sort of the the plan. Um and, you know, it's Orton. I understand why they want to announce it beforehand because, yeah, you don't want to. I think if it was anywhere else but Chicago, you'd be okay. And obviously, yes. with all of the AEW stuff, if he was still in AEW, people aren't going to be speculating that CM Punk is going to show up to WWE. But happenstance of everything was like, yeah, we should probably announce this beforehand before we get all of these chants and, and wandering of CM Punk showing up. Um, I just thought of something also. What if this would have been been the ultimate troll if Randy Orton, if they wouldn't announce it ahead of time and Randy Orton came out to kill switch engage because that was his original song before it was CM Punk and everyone would have thought of a CM Punk coming out. That would have been the ultimate troll. I just put that together. Sorry. Go ahead. I I actually agree with Jay fellow driver here. I don't think there would be CM Punk chance. There weren't any last night. I do think like crowds have moved a little bit past that uh when it when it comes to cm punk chants they certainly have been chanting like they didn't hijack the aw show in chicago basically the day he got fired and like they there really weren't any cm punk chants off of that uh i think last night also when it comes to aw there was no elite presence that would probably be where you would get those chants is is during you know, if the young bucks are out there, especially if they're heels now or Omega was out there, you would get the chance of them. And there was they weren't on the show last night, so they didn't give them the opportunity to really do the chant then. Um, but yeah, I also just think that the crowds have kind of moved past it a little bit. That's not to say that maybe they 
like if you're going to tease a fifth person and you're in Chicago and everything and you're not making it very clear, you're giving them an out to do the chase. Yes. So I it was smart to just go ahead and, and do Randy, even though I do think that the crowd has moved past it. And clearly for like segments that they don't like, hey, let's just chat for CM Punk. Like this is circumstances of, hey, there's a mystery person <laughs> here. Who do you guys think it is here in Chicago? And it's like, oh yeah, that gives them a reason to do the chant, whether it's him or not. So it's going to be Randy unless uh, Sean has said it. Sean has made it very clear. He does. He's not reporting. Punk will not be there. He's not reporting that he will be there. He is reporting what he has been told of things. They ain't going to tell anybody that. Yeah. CM Punk is going to, to show up. If they got CM Punk signed, then they're not going to be like, we don't know. We'll see. Well, and these deals could come together very last minute as well we just we just don't know but for right now cm punk not really expected to be there wwe stance has not changed on that that they're they're not gonna have them and maybe you know cm punk is visiting connecticut for thanksgiving for all we know yeah and having having a thanksgiving dinner with uh triple h and uh oh. you know <laughs> yeah what a, what a thanksgiving dinner that would be Oh yeah, <laughs> Pro- cutting promos on people across the table. I can only imagine like a Thanksgiving with like the McMahons. That would oh my gosh, that's probably a. I still think like there are probably decisions that have been made in the WWE in the past where like where like they came down to something like Thanksgiving that was so petty for the McMahons. Like I could I could see a scenario where like. Triple H like didn't pass the the salt fast enough to Vince at the table or something. So Vince like kiboshed like an idea he had on the show later on. He's like, yeah, you know, they're probably like getting at each other over little like meals that they've had. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I I expect it to be Randy Orton. I mean, we're sorry, it is gonna be Randy Orton, but I don't expect CM Punk to to be there. If he shows up, WWE fans are gonna go nuts for it. Um, the CM Punk fans will go nuts for it. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't expect it though. Nor do I think it's a great idea for the WWE, but that's a whole other conversation. Anything else from Survivor Series that that stands out to you? Um, I'm looking at the card right now. Honestly, no. I mean, the women's war games match should be good. I mean, I expect both those matches to probably go like an hour long each. So, I mean, that'll be the bulk of the show. Will be the two war games matches. Um, I have pretty much no interest in Zoe Sark versus Rhea Ripley. I, I like Rhea though. I'm not, I got nothing against Zoe. I just don't really care too much for that. Don't care much for Gunther versus The Miz. Love The Miz, lifelong Miz fan. And I love what Gunther's doing as the Intercontinental Champion. But I don't think anybody <clears throat> anybody thinks that The Miz is a threat to winning that. So it's just kind of like whatever. They did then, great work on Monday though. Like, yeah, no, I, I like their I like their their promo with each other. Yeah, sorry. Did you have more to say about the Miz? No, no, I was saying like they they did a great job uh, with that. I don't think Miz is going to win either, but uh, they did they did great work on Monday to really sell yeah. people on that. And then I'm also seeing here <clears throat> it's listed that Carlito and Santos Escobar wrestling each other, so that should be good. I didn't know that match was happening. So did, did Santos turn on the LWO? Is that what happened? And I missed that. Yes. Okay. Yes. But is Carlito still in the LWO? Is that yes. still happening? Okay. Yes. So Santos is the only one who's out. Yeah, Ray's injured right now. <clears throat> oh, okay. Gotcha. Santos beat up Ray. Oh, I see. Okay, I missed a lot of this stuff. 
So, but I, but that'll actually probably be pretty good. Like I've always liked Carlito and Santos is great in the ring. So, um, but that's all I have is listed is Gunther versus the Miz, which once again, I don't think the Miz has any chance. Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark, same thing. I think Rhea's for sure going to win that. Carlito versus Santos might be solid. And then they got the two war games matches. That That's the show, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'd say on a scale, I, I don't really want to put on a scale of one to 10 how excited I am. I'm not very, I honestly, I, I'm more excited for like what's going to be happening on AEW at the same time um, with their shows. But as, outside of the men's war games match, of course, like I'm obviously hyped to see Cody in this thing. I want to see how this thing goes. And I think the women's match is going to be good too. The women's war games match, because there's a lot of really good talent in it. Like it's pretty wild because when doing predictions for this, I'm thinking like, <clears throat> like for Russ Rumble, for instance, there's a lot of picks you got to make for, for these, make a lot of big decisions. When I look at a women's war games match on one side, I'm like, there's no way a team that has Bianca, Charlotte, and Becky is going to lose. And you know, throw Shotzi in there. That's cool. But like, we're talking Bianca, Charlotte, and Becky on the same team. But then on the other side, you're like, but then Bailey, Asuka, Io, and Kyrie, like Kyrie just came back. Io's the champ. The three, the, all of them is damage control now. Like, that's a pretty badass group, even though I expect them to eventually turn on Bailey, uh, Oscar, Io, and, and Kyrie. But like, it actually makes me think like, I don't really know who's going to win, you know, like I, you know, and I think it's gonna be a really good match with a ton of talent. So I don't want to sit here and like, act like this is a, some, some cruddy card and or whatever. Cause the majority of the show is going to be the two war games matches, but everything around those matches, I just don't see. It's hard for me. It, it kind of just looks like a, it's stuff I'd see on raw. You know what I mean? Say that again. I was saying like the rest outside of the war, the two war games matches, it just kind of looks like stuff I just see on like a random raw or SmackDown. I mean, I, I think it's been a good build. I think it's a good card that obviously the war games matches are kind of anchoring this show and stuff, but I think Miz <laughs> and Gunther have done good work. I understand if you're not sold on Miz as a challenger right now, I don't know who's beating Gunther. I don't know. That's who the problem. There. Right? There's no one really yeah. outside of like a ma- a major, major star that like or if they had gunther do like the ultimate warrior thing where he like put the icy title on the line against the world champion like that would cause that would be that's really what they probably should eventually do honestly is like do you you agree with that like i think gunther at this point just shouldn't even lose the icy title unless it's like in like a unification match here's the thing he said that well i don't like unifying titles and stuff because you need the intercontinental because when they did it with warrior they just did the unification, or he won both titles, and then he just dropped the Intercontinental title, right? Like, he didn't, like, lose it. Which I'd be fine. I bet I'd be okay with that if Gunther won the Yeah, but he title. said he doesn't want to do that. He said, like, yeah. they're going to, he wants to lose. You got to put over Gunther's somewhere. not going to yeah. lose anything by losing. Like, he's going to, let's say he loses to uh, Chad Gable, whatever. You make Chad Gable, and then Gunther, okay, he loses after this big reign, fine, and then he can be elevated off of that that's how it's worked like bret hart lost the intercontinental title got elevated Shawn michaels steve austin the rock like they all had to lose the title i guess austin vacated it a bunch um but they all like lost the title then got elevated up off of that it maybe didn't happen immediately but it happened and you can do you do the same thing with gunther it would be if it you do this entire reign and then that's literally what they did with samoa joe by the way that we were you know, upset about is they gave him the longest ROH TV title right in history and they made nobody off of it. It was just like, Hey, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to drop this title, go after the world title. Like you can't do the exact same thing with Gunther. Well, I, what the difference with Joe is that he didn't do it. Like he, 
he kind of did. I understand what you're saying. It's almost like he option seed the the. Yeah, that's dumb. <clears throat> no, I agree, but I'm saying like what Gunther would be doing. I guess kind of is the same idea, but I guess well here's the here's the difference. In my scenario, Gunther wins the title. I guess yeah, that's where it's... my my difference is is like I would I would have Gunther beat Rollins or whoever the I don't I mean the only the only person I'd have him lose to in any scenario would maybe be Roman, and even then that would be an interesting matchup to see an undefeated for this long Gunther against Roman with all the titles on the line. I don't like I don't love the idea because it would because Gunther would definitely lose. But like Roman but, should they they should do that title title uh Roman and Gunther. Roman wins, wins the Iron Cottonell title, and he just gives it to Solo. Like here you go, Solo. <laughs> just give, I mean I could see I mean, yeah, that's not that's not a terrible idea. <laughs> I um but I guess that's kind of where my head is at is like because we have this other world title. My mind is thinking like Gunther as the IC t- champion, like beats Rollins or whoever is holding the main world title. And then at that point, if you want to vacate the IC title, then no big deal. But because in that scenario, it elevates the intercontinental titles relevancy and importance because this guy held this title for so long, no one could beat him for it. And then he parlayed that into becoming the world champion. So I think that, so I think that that does make the IC title look good in that scenario. But I'd agree with you about the others where, like, if he just lost and vacated, it's essentially the same thing as Samoa Joe just vacating. I, I see that. I'm with you, and I understand your your scenario. <laughs> of, hey, if he wins the world title and then is, like, you know, the Intercontinental title, you know, I've got this bigger prize now. I'm going to just let other people fight for the Intercontinental title. At least that makes a little bit more sense because, hey, he won the world title. It's not just like, I'm going to give up this title to go after the world. And again, he has legitimately said this. He got asked the question and look, if the booker says, do this, Gunther's going to do this. But when he was asked about this scenario, the swear to God, they asked him the exact same scenario of, would you give up Hmm. the intercontinental title? If it meant just getting a shot at the world title, not winning the world title, just getting the world title. He said, no, like, yeah, that makes sense. if I'm going to lose this title, like I'm going to lose it. I'm not just willingly going to give it up. So that's why, like, I think even if he won the world title, he'd be like, no, you're gonna have to beat me for both titles now. Good luck. Yeah. And man, Gunther is, he's so, he's such a rare, like type of talent for the WWE because there, it's really hard to explain this. And there's other people that you could obviously do this with, but it, it, you're not guaranteed for it to work as well as it has with him. Gunther is such a good long-term champion. And like, that's hard to like, I know it sounds so basic to say that, but like, I'm so used to seeing him, whether it was on the independence, whether it was with the NXT UK championship, whether it's with his IC title, like he has long, meaningful title runs. And then like in the the UK, for instance, like by the time Ilya Dragunov choked him out for that title, it was massive because it was meant to, it was huge that Gunther lost and it made Dragunov, on this whole new level. And now look where, look at where Dragonov's at. He's like the main guy in NXT and he'll be a top guy in Raw or SmackDown eventually too, I'd imagine. Like, you know, and a lot of that comes from his feud in it because he lost to Gunther initially, then he got the win back and it really made him something big there. And I just think that it's just really cool that you can have a guy like Gunther who looks so generic, but wrestles like such a badass and presents himself so well, like in the suit and stuff, like he, he comes across like a star, but he looks so normal, but he's put in all this work to lose so much weight. We've seen the body transformation. So we know how dedicated he is and the way that he wrestles and hits people. And it's just like, he's just such a, he's so unique 
but it's but it just works so well as the guy who can be your long-term champion and, and just make things mean things and just and just make just give value and credibility to stuff and i think he deserves a lot of credit for that because he's been that guy his entire career everywhere he's wrestled we got a couple of super chats before <clears throat> we move on uh Juan Perez has been a member for 14 months just says meat hey enjoy your thanksgiving meat Juan. If you're yes. celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, and Chi-Town Spurs, I apologize that I missed this during the AW talk. That's on me. Uh, Full Gear and thus past Dynamite were very similar to me. Enjoyed most of the stuff outside the main event angle, the juxtaposition between Christian's angle and MJF's promo was jarring. We didn't really touch on the Christian stuff. Um, you, you you brought it up a, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, Christian uh, rechristening Luchasaurus to uh, Kill Switch and then Nick Wayne's mom taking that bump. And then, you know, Edge coming out. Very late on the save, Edge. Like, what were you back there, Adam Copeland? Sorry. What were you back there doing? Like, you saw this was about to happen, and then you decided to eventually make your way out there. And um, running off, but then hitting the concerto on Nick while his mom watched. Do you think that Nick Wayne's mom is going to end up with uh, the patriarch here? One million percent. I was calling for that a while ago. Like, I, I, I figured that's where this was eventually going. And last night, that that reaffirmed it. That that confirmed it, in my opinion, what we saw last night. Because the story is obviously going to be that Edge, like she's going to sympathize towards seeing her son get concertoed right in front of her. And she's going to think that Edge is actually evil. And that Christian he was is. telling the truth this whole time. He is. <clears throat> well, I know you feel that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All of those are facts. Yeah, I've never seen you look more serious about anything in your entire life. Edge, I, I have been, I have been anti Adam Copeland. I've been anti Adam Copeland for the longest time. Everyone knows this. That I've not been. I've, I've tell. I've told everybody he's been a little bitch for years. Years. This is a three year feud I got with the the little bitch Adam Copeland. So. I'm justified. I'm correct. Why did he take so long to come out there and make this save? Why is he hitting Nick Wayne with this chair when his mom is right there? Didn't care about her thoughts and feelings on it at all. I understand Nick's been a little dick, but still, that's her son. You got to at least ask her, you know, be like, hey, you know, I might have to do this. He's being a bitch. And then so when Nick's mom eventually kicks him in the dick, she will be correct. Okay, well... I can't really argue with all of that. Now, speaking of little bitch, remember how uh, Christian used to be called the CLB? So I do remember that. Tie that in. Yeah. Tie that in. Um, also, don't know if there's anything to this at all. Probably isn't. Probably just reading into this. But if he ever sees this, I know Will Washington, obviously, AW, right? <clears throat> Will Washington also, massive Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan, just like myself. I see a lot of like, green ranger tommy oliver and nick wayne like like the like when green ranger was initially brought in as the bad guy who was under rita repulsa's like mind control before he went to the good side and joined the power rangers i kind of see like that and like the way nick wayne nick wayne comes across to me like the brainwashed tommy oliver green evil green ranger underneath christian kind of being like the rita so I'm just saying, like, if that's kind of where some of this inspiration is coming from, like, I love that because I, I, I it is one of my favorite stories in like the history of television. I love the Power Rangers, but just throwing that out there, just throwing, just throwing a little nod out there to 
you know, maybe there's a little bit of that. Um, I I won't bother Will Washington on Thanksgiving. I'll I'll see if there's anything to do that though. Say Steven Jensen is a massive Power Rangers fan also, and he feels he's seeing some Green Ranger vibes. And this, by the way, is a compliment. This isn't like I I I, I think he would take it, it that way. Any anything that has to do with the Mighty Board from Power Rangers in professional wrestling, I'm going to love. There's actually a guy called Russell Ranger who wrestles the Indies occasionally. He dresses up like the White Ranger and the Green Ranger and stuff, and he he does their music and everything. Love it. Um, anyway, then there's some people in the chat that know what I'm talking about. Um, and I'll also agree green ranger better than white ranger, even though they're, they're both the same guy, the two best rangers with the green ranger and the white ranger, the, the, the dragon's Ord and the tiger's Ord. um, rest in peace, Jason, David Frank as well, of course. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I definitely think that that mama Wayne is going to, I mean, the next time we see her, she's going to be locking, locking lips and sharing tongue with Christian cage, I think on TV in front of everybody, they're, they're about to, they're about to like, <laughs> they're about to go in on this. Um, but yeah, I totally see her turning. And I mean, Kill Switch will will turn for sure eventually. It looked I like he almost did yesterday. But I love, I love the dynamic of Christian and Nick Wayne, though. I love how he cares so much about Nick. Doesn't care about Luchasaurus because Luchasaurus is a loser. He's causing them problems. He's just supposed to be this like mind controlled monster helping them out, and he's he's causing them issues. But Nick can do no wrong, even to the point where Nick gets down on his knee and Christian's like, no, 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 you don't get on your knee for anybody. Like, you stand up. This guy gets on his knees because he sucks. Like, you stand up. You're you're the golden child. You're you're like me. Christian's amazing, dude. It's a it's amazing nope. that this was inside of him for the last 30 years that we've been watching this guy on TV. And like we're just now seeing like the full potential being being realized here. Um crazy great good amazing for christian i love it christian rules he's always ruled he's always been better than adam edge and now people are finally starting to realize this and i'm very happy about that i was right i was always right about this luchasaurus has not been dressed down like that on national television since his time on big brother oh see i forgot <laughs> i see I, I knew him a little bit as like an ovw i remember him a little bit from there I forgot that he was a reality TV guy before that, that, that you would have, you would have known about. Um, also, do you think that they change his mask now? I feel like they should, maybe they should kind of like, if they can get away from the dinosaur thing, at least for the time being and just see if something else works. Cause they're also teasing a big reason why Christian has control over him is he's threatening to show his hideous face to the world, which We've been there and done that before and seen how that turned out. Um, when, when Kane unmasked and they, they tried to like char his face up and then like, <laughs> like they were like, this doesn't look right. So they just like cut his hair weird or whatever. Um, so ho hopefully they, they got a long-term plan for that with Luchasaurus. But I would, I would for, for kill switch, I would change his mask up though. If they want to have him wear a mask, I'd take, I'd, I'd, I'd remove the dinosaur regalia and, and replace it with something different. I like that uh, Jeff Fellagiver says it should be a light switch. I like that. Just flick it on, flick it off, and then that's the whole gimmick. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's, let's move on to our other spotlight. Our product is what it is. We are going straight up the middle. Ronda of Honor. Yes. That's it. That's all I got. Rousey of Honor. Rowdy of Honor. Ronda Rousey was uh, she, tonight, 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 tonight. She's making her ROH debut. It was taped last week. Uh, it was set up last Thursday at Wrestling Revolver when she teamed with Marina Shafir. 
to face Athena and Billy Starks. And then Athena hit her with the ROH women's title to for a DQ. And then the following night at the uh, tapings for, for ROH, Rousey was there to team with Marina again to face Athena and Billy Starks again. And that match is going to air tonight. Uh, Tony Khan says she's not signed or anything like that. Just seems like she wanted to come in do this uh you know your thoughts on uh ronda of honor jensen i mean it's pretty random that she popped up in ring of honor rather than like you know showing up in aew is her ring of honor of course being pre-taped so people who stayed for the was it was it collision and uh rampage all together that night yeah and they did yeah. so anyone who stayed after and was like all right i want some ring of honor too they got a real surprise they Doubt anyone was expecting Ronda Rousey to show up at that show. Although, I mean, it was California and she had done the thing at Revolver the night before, like you mentioned, but also <clears throat> she's a shout out to Billy Starks for, I, I'm not, I'm not an advocate for like injuring people. And I'm only saying this because I know Ronda wasn't injured, but when she, when she dumped her on her head with that German suplex, that, that went viral, <laughs> that went viral. And I always, anytime Billy does anything of any importance, I always just go straight to mouse's Twitter. That's the first thing I do. I'm just like, okay, what's mouse saying about it? Cause he's always so proud of his, of his kid. And this was no different. He was very, very happy with seeing the, uh, the viral clip of that German suplex. Um, Ron, I mean, Rhonda even commented on it of like, a, a, something like I live for this. So like it, it was a positive, like kind of comment though. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I mean, it obviously it makes sense, right? It was it was Marina Shafir, horsewoman. The thing with Ronda is like she accomplished everything she probably ever wanted to in the WWE. Like she came in, she made she was in the she she isn't single handedly the the reason that women main evented WrestleMania for the first time, but she is a big reason why that that push was made when it was made. Um, and she she completely revolutionized the sport of MMA with how they treat women and allow them to even compete in organizations and stuff. Like that's that's a whole other conversation. I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I understand why people dislike Ronda. There are unlikable unlikable qualities about Ronda Rousey, poor sportsman in cases, that sore loser, that kind of stuff. But you can't discredit. She is a legitimate pioneer in martial arts. She's a legitimate pioneer for what she's she's helped accomplish in professional wrestling, women's main eventing WrestleMania, that kind of stuff. So she deserves a lot of credit. And <clears throat> I think what she did was she accomplished what she needed to in the WWE. She could only win the, the title so many more times. She could only have so many more feuds that, that would matter. She got to do everything she wanted to with Shayna, go out on you know a feud with her. And then now she can kind of, she's more or less kind of like in a retirement tour, kind of. It's like she can pop up a ring of honor when she sees fit, when it makes sense, when she can help out her friends and, and team with her friends like Marina um, Ring of Honor also makes sense stylistic wise because it's like a kind of like a pure wrestling based type show and she can come in and do her judo moves and armbar people and stuff and it makes sense on the show. You know, a show with her and Shibata and and so on and so forth, like it makes sense. Um, and it also, of course, leaves it open to Ronda can do stuff in AEW. Um, so I I have I have no problem personally with her being a part of Ring of Honor, a part of AEW, or just being involved really at all in wrestling. I think I think she Listen, I don't want it to be one of these things where she gets shoved down everyone's throats if she's like not having great matches and people aren't caring so much about her story. I understand her star power is not what it was years back. I, I completely understand that. But it, she still does have name recognition that's going to be more recognizable than pretty much anybody in AEW. If you're just asked the, the average human being who's Ronda Rousey and who's Hangman Page, like most people are going to know Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? And so it's just, that just that's just the truth of, of it is what it is, right? So 
Um, <clears throat> so that's a, a kind of a long way of saying it makes sense for Ronda to work Ring of Honor when it makes sense. It makes sense for her to pop up an AEW eventually if that makes sense. And I think she's just going to do things that make her happy that she wants to be involved with because she's not in a she's not in a desperate position. She has made millions and millions of dollars. She has revolutionized multiple industries. Now she can just kind of do whatever she wants. Yeah, and I think that you know working like Revolver, which was uh, for charity, um, you know yep. the proceeds from that show and that match went went to went to charity, and then popping up at ROH makes sense. I don't think she. I don't know if she wants to do like a full time on the road type of thing uh she seemed kind of over things by the end of wb run i think part of that's on her part of that was on her booking as well um but you know if she wants to work roh just have fun little matches and just pop up where she wants fine that's i somebody asked if she might work final battle i think that's a possibility i do uh, they set up the i don't know how the match ended tonight i don't know the spoiler on that I don't if you either. Do, please please don't put that in the chat um so yeah i don't know how that match ended so you know maybe she beats billy starks maybe she wins or she beats athena and that does set up the the final battle match or maybe it was a one-off thing and athena pins her tonight and then it's like okay well we don't need to do that match because it does uh They've been setting up the Athena Billy Starks match for Final Battle. We're only a couple of weeks away for Final Battle. They don't have anything announced for that show, so you would hope that they get something going for Final Battle uh, at some point soon. So maybe you know, maybe it will be Ronda and and Athena, depending on how the match tonight plays out. We shall we shall see on that. Uh, the other other spotlight is MLW and Alex Hammerstone returning. Uh, to join the World Titan Federation, the WTF. Not only Alex Hammerstone, but bring in a spotlight guest, previous uh, create, member of the creator spotlight, Josh Bishop, with him. Uh, so Josh Bishop was with Alex Hammerstone, joining WTF with Matt Cardona and, and MSL and destroying Alex Kane and Jacob Fatu. And now we have the the new the World Titan Federation with Alex <clears throat> Hammerstone, Josh Bishop, Matt Cardona, msl who am i missing i feel like there's one and, tom, um, tom waller yes tom and i think they're recruiting more based on the spoilers that are upcoming but i won't i haven't read the spoilers yeah but they're 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 it's a growing group so yeah. um <clears throat> yeah man so first i'll touch on hammerstone real quick that was uh i i've seen i guess <clears throat> i could see this either way obviously and i don't know one way or another but the way it seems this played out was Hammerstone actually was like trying to get out of MLW and they, they came up with this, this, um, no, granted we could have just been worked for the entire thing. It could have just been well, no, here's, here's what Sean reported on it. And I'm going to trust Sean on okay. this. Um, so he said that Hammerstone returned to MLW joining world Titan Federation with being noted that he was able to secure his quote unquote release from MLW. This led to many people speculating and even outright proclaiming that the entire situation was a work, which it wasn't and isn't. Hammerstone clarified on Twitter that coming back to do the uh, World Titan Federation angle helped secure him his release. We're told that is actually true. And then Hammerstone reached an agreement with MLW to work this angle and is finishing up at the end of 2023. This uh, deal was put together just days before Fightland. So it does seem like unless, and it does say like, unless no deal is reached to keep Hammerstone with the company, he's basically agreed to do this angle. And then he is, you know, going to finish up with MLW. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to speak for anybody because I'm not in the head of Hammerstone. I'm not in the head of Court Bauer, but like 
this seems to me like the perfect solution for everybody because Hammerstone and the, the company don't have to have this giant public falling out and, and have to, you know, you don't have to deal with this for months and months of like, I want out, you can't get out. I want out, you can't get out. It keeps Hammerstone in a storyline that matters on the show. So he'll still be presented in like the upper tier of the show and I'll still have matches that matter against other top stars in the company. He'll probably team up with other members of WTF. So it keeps him in something that matters without him having to challenge for the world title or the open weight title necessarily. So like they, so it keeps him in a good spot on the show. It gets it to where he can, he can fulfill his obligation to the company without having to get out of the contract early. It lets MLW finish out his contract and everyone just under on, on the understanding now of like, you know, unless things change and, and Hammerstone decides he wants to stay after all, after this, you know, which I'm, I'm not expecting, but who knows? Then it's amicable though on both sides. Like the and contract ends, he's out there. They've everyone's fulfilled what they needed to fulfill, and like it, that's that's just good business. Like they they it's you know, and in in, in in Hammerstone would be free to go to wherever he wants after that if he do, if he doesn't want to stay. I, I feel like that's I feel like this is the best case scenario for everyone. And I imagine that you know he got his release <laughs> from MLW to join World Titan Federation. I imagine if they don't come to an agreement at the end of this deal, he will be released from the world titan federation and they will cite budget cuts as why they needed to release him yes exactly and then he will be free to to go wherever he wants so because for those of you who may not understand what this is like wtf world titan federation this is a very wwe influenced group right so what jeremy's saying would make perfect sense for like you can wish people you know luck on their future endeavors and stuff when they leave the group. And I mean, they could, there's a lot of stuff that they can lean into with this. Also it's worth bringing up. I just thought it was funny. WTF was the name of the, in South park. That was the name of their wrestling federation. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> now that's all, you know, Hammerstone. So good to see him back. Good to see that. It seems like once again, best case scenario for everybody. Hammerstone fulfills his contract. MLW doesn't have to worry about all this extra stuff. And, you know, We'll figure things out later on if he wants to leave. Now, Joshua Bishop. Okay. I have been a fan of Joshua Bishop since this guy, I can't say since day one because I wasn't in the training room with him, but I literally saw, I mean, probably within his first like three matches he ever had in his career. Um, he used to travel to Nashville, like right when he was training and getting started I'd imagine he was in a car with Garini and those guys and he would, he would come in and he also like Maserati West Barkley and like these like AIW type dudes, like before they became AEW, AIW, like major stars there when they were just starting out, they were getting a lot of reps in, in the Southeast and stuff. <clears throat> when I first started watching Joshua Bishop wrestle just to get on the shows, he was, he, he initially got over, in wrestling is the first time the first time he got over in front of crowds for real. I shouldn't say for real. He he there's a I, I, I there's so much I can talk about with Josh because people might not even know like Josh has a history with 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 uh <clears throat> with uh Tom Lawler that goes all the way back to him literally starting in in pro wrestling like him and Filthy Tom Filthy Tom took him under his wing like day one so like this is a long time coming of them like teaming together on a big show like MLW but just so he would have like stuff going on and to create a name for himself. Joshua Bishop 
came to Southern Underground Pro, saw Graps in Nashville. He was put in just to get a rep on the show. They put him in a trick-or-treat battle royal around Halloween time where everyone just like dressed up in costumes and stuff. He on just a whim, because he probably had no idea he was getting booked for the match, or right? he probably literally thought he was coming in to just help set up the ring and stuff and like meet people. He wound up drawing whiskers on his face and just called it and wrote the word slutty cat on his chest and just went out there and wrestled this slutty cat and got and just got over. Everyone was like, This rules. Next thing he knows, he's in a feud with Alley Cat, cat versus cat. And this dude has evolved so much over the span of time, over the last like five years or whatever. So to see where he's at now, after everything he's done in AIW, being basically the top guy of AIW for a while now, everywhere else he's wrestling, he's popped up and been a monster in JCW. He pops up in, as a major star in BLP, everywhere. He popped up in MLW, and they immediately made him seem like he was a big deal. Commentary says, who is this monster? I'm getting Sid Vicious vibes from this guy. And he starts, he, he hits a black hole slam. He hits a choke slam. He does his bishop bomb and outsider's edge into a power bomb. I'm not going to spoil anything coming up for MLW, but you can tell Joshua Bishop is in for a big push with this World Titan Federation. He has history with Matt Cardona as well. The two of them have battled many times in AIW for their intense and absolute championships. Joshua Bishop's the man. I've been saying it for years. Why is this guy not signed? I know he's gotten looks from other companies over the last few years. And, and we've talked to, uh, we had John Thorne on this show before, didn't we? I, I know. Yeah. We, I, I remember talking to him not too long ago and it was here on the spotlight. Even he was saying the same thing. We're like, Josh Bishop prints money. We have no idea what, why he has not been picked up by somebody. Like I know for a fact there was interest before in impact. I know other major companies have been looking at him and it's just like, I know he's had like certain tryouts and stuff. And I'm just like, what is, what is taking so long? Kudos to MLW, like get him on the screen, push him. The only problem they're going to have, I'm going to call it right now. And I know MLW pays at least some sort of attention to the stuff that me and you say about their company and stuff. The only problem they have with Josh Bishop is he's going to outkick the coverage in that company quick. Like, because once, once AEW and WWE really start realizing what he's doing on MLW, he's not going to be available long. I, I, I just, that you can just feel it. Like he's just so tailor-made for, especially for the WWE, he would be just, he'd just be so perfect in the WWE system. So I think MLW needs to heavily push him, but under the, just knowing, like, I just, I just don't, I just feel like he's just one of those guys. Once the right eyes get on him, he's just, he's just not, he's, he's just going to be, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard, it's hard for me to put it into words, but I, I've just seen such a massive star to Josh Bishop for so long. And now I can see it's finally like about to be happening. And MLW is just going to get this whole new set of eyes on him. And then, I mean, before well, we know it, before we know it, we're not going to be able to book him for interviews anymore. So like, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to try to get Josh on soon for y'all again, but because I feel like he's not going to be available much longer. So. I mean, that's, that's always the, the thing with, any company that's basically not AEW and, and WWE is you are almost showcasing these guys for yes. AEW and WWE. And I think they everyone understands that. Of course, if you're MLW or any of these other companies, you want these guys to honor their contract. And you know, like, hey, if you got a contract, then yeah, sure, honor that and then go wherever you want to go, type of thing. And then, you know, sadly, the way it kind of works out is 
people want the releases because, well, WWE is interested now. I don't know if they're going to be interested in six months from now when my contract expires. So that's when you just got to kind of tell the it's, it's a balance of things with wrestlers and, and contracts. And it's like, okay, well, I'm only going to sign a short-term deal because I WWE might be interested in me in, in six months, but then MLW or any other company might be, well, we want you on your year contract. Like you just got to weigh this stuff out. Yes. Josh Bishop. He's been on our show. Uh, we've always saw him as a guy who he's got the look, he's got the presence. He works well. He's going to, at some point probably be in one of these top organizations. MLW is going to give him a chance to work a television style and see how that goes for him. And it is a stepping stone to potentially bigger things for someone like Josh Bishop and for a lot of different people. And we'll see if it, that gets utilized. I do think that, yeah, a, a or WWE might be calling sooner rather than later with that, but we shall see. And I don't know what the contract situation is with Bishop either. If how long MLW has him, if MLW has him under any type of deal like that, and it's not just a per appearance deal, which I know they also do. So. Yeah, I, I I don't know, and I'm I'm looking up right now what is because he he's still only in his early third or sorry his early twenties. Um, I I've seen if it's listed on his cage match here by chance, but I'm gonna guess he's still like twenty five or, or younger. I mean, cause, so let's see Josh Bishop cage match. Let's see if they have his age on here. <clears throat> they do not. But I mean, he's been wrestling for like six, seven years now. And I he, he started as, I'm pretty sure he started as a teenager. He was like 19 when I interviewed him the first time. So he's probably right around 25. So he's he's in that pocket of youth where like the WWE would still be very, very interested. Um, yeah, that's not to say WWE's the only place, by the way. Like I think he'd work, well, anywhere. It's just, there's very few people that I see that I'm like, WWE, like, because that would be so risky, right? Like you're at the mercy of like the whole system having to get behind you to even have a shot there. So most people, I don't say that. Most people, I'm like, oh, I'd go Impact, I'd go AEW, I'd go New Japan. I, I just don't see WWE. I just don't see it in the WWE. I don't think it's going to work for them in the WWE for this reason or that reason. I think the best scenario for Josh is the WWE. Like I think he'd be perfect there. So. I wish to say what the future is with uh, Josh Bishop, but I imagine the future is pretty bright for him, yeah, whether it's MLW man, or dude. anywhere else. All right. And also, uh, I need to bring up real quick. I hope Maserati West finds his way to to MLW too, if that's what he wants to do, because because West Barkley's been putting in work just as long as Josh has. Usually, doesn't get nearly the same kind of like credit or 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 or, um, or uh, you know attention as Josh does, but he's so damn good too whether as a tag team partner for him a singles guy himself or as like a manager you know cornerman type guy like i hope i hope wes barkley also finds his way there if that's what he wants to do because he he doesn't get enough love in my opinion both guys are great so move on to the the indie spotlight wes barkley is great by the way i know he's worked AEW a couple times so hopefully he continues to do big things i'm gonna give a big mother fucking shout out Andy Spotlight, Steven Jensen, Chris Hero is back in independent wrestling. He took on Timothy Thatcher uh, at West Coast Pro. He set the team. What's the, what's the match? Team with Kenta against. Yeah, uh, it's against. Um, it was someone who wrestled earlier in the show um, against. Oh my god! It was someone who wrestled the first match of the show on West Coast. I'm blanking on who it was now. I literally talked about this on Sunday too. That's sad. <laughs> 
Um, I'm, I'm looking it up, and of course I can't like find it right off the bat. So well prepared here. Here, West Coast Pro Cage match. I'll find the it. Show. Um, because it was it was definitely it was whoever it was someone who wrestled. In it's the first it's Chris here and Kenta against Titus Alexander and Kevin Blackwood. Blackwood, who's wrestled in the wrestled in the first match of the show. That's go. what it was. Okay, Blackwood in 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 Titus. Yes. So Hero and Hero also teased that he was going to retire after the match. Like he beat Thatcher, he beat him by submission with a Fujiwara armbar, as a matter of fact. And <clears throat> after the match, he took his boots off, and he basically said he was trolling in that he's not yeah. retiring. And then he set up this tag team match. So, um, like Dominic Greeny said on our show just a couple weeks ago, or I guess last week, last um, week. he he mentioned, uh, you know, and you put it up on the website too. That you transcribed the comment how, uh, you know, just wrestling is just better with chris hero being back and i agree with that really good match with thatcher um didn't really miss a beat and you know it was cool it's cool like rachel allering was there of course too and stuff like to to congratulate him after the match and whatnot so i mean it's just cool it's cool seeing that chris hero is back um it's cool that he's you know doing everything he's doing with like the booking and helping out with uh with west coast pro and I mean, it really opens it up. You know, I, I'd imagine he'll at least have some matches in AEW at some point in the future. I mean, yeah, I just, I feel like, uh, you know, he's just kind of dipping his toes back in, but dipped him in pretty deep, like coming in wrestling that badass match with Thatcher right off the bat. So good, it's good to see Chris Hero back in wrestling, man. Yeah, it, it is. And like Rini uh, said, like Chris Hero is just going to elevate everyone on the independent scene, whether they're veteran guys who he's going to work with or whether they're young guys to, to uh to work with and you know teach them different things like having someone who's been around the game as long as chris hero has and also like still works behind the scenes with aw so is not only like working guys but also just kind of like scouting guys and working with him in the ring as scouting partners i know he's you know he's worked a lot with west coast pro he's been the west coast pro um the matchmaker but he's that's basically just the on-scene role for stuff he's been doing behind the scenes to where matches can make sense. But I listened to a lot of Chris Hero interviews in the lead-up to his return uh, last week, and he talked about guys like Titus Alexander. Like, Titus Alexander was in Japan last week, uh, I think, working for Noah, and he was, like, you know, watching him in Japan. Like, that's, like, one of my kids that I get to watch Japan. I'm living vicariously through him. Kevin Blackwood, same thing. Like, these West Coast pro guys who have been staples of this company, it's like, oh, yeah, like, I've watched them grow up. I've helped them and I can continue to help them on a different level by actually getting in the ring with them and working in front of a live crowd with them. So it's good for independent wrestling that, that Chris here is back. Kenta is of course making towns. Now uh, he's been kind of doing one-off shots for independent wrestling. That's always been Kenta. You know, he's going to be an AIW this weekend, working with Greeny. It's going to be West coast pro next weekend, teaming with hero against Alexander in Blackwood, the more of these guys who have been around and have, uh, you know, done this at a, at a high level um, and have that experience can work with the the younger guys and kind of teach them various things and get actual in-ring experience with them. I think it's better for independent wrestling. Yeah, I agree. And also to your point with like the scouting and stuff and getting in the ring with these guys in front of a crowd, I would, if you're an AEW fan, I would start paying attention to like, someone like Titus Alexander, especially because those will be the people that I think you start seeing show up like in AEW too. Like the people that are, who have been wrestling for companies like West coast pro at the top of their card for a while, like former champions, long time, kind of like backbones of those companies, guys like Titus and guys like Kevin Blackwood and stuff like that. 
still have plenty that they can accomplish on the indie scene, of course. I mean, there's still a lot they can do, but they're going to have that in there with like Hero being able to tell someone in AEW, like, hey, I just got in the ring with Titus Alexander. He's been doing this in this company. I just wrestled against him at this show. The kid's ready. You know, like he, like, like Chris Hero can be kind of like that litmus test for AEW for certain independent talents where it's like you go in the ring with Chris and Chris can kind of give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down as far as like whether he feels like you're ready to be a part of AEW Ring of Honor. So, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing all all across the board um, for Chris Hero being back in the ring for sure. And then my indie spotlight is WrestleCade this weekend. It's one of the the biggest kind of convention weekends of the year. I think WrestleCon is obviously the other the other big one, and then GCW the the collective. But that's a, a lot of. I mean, that's part of like WrestleCon and and WrestleMania weekend. Like non wrestling, uh, like non WWE centric weekends. Uh, WrestleCade's kind of become like the big convention weekend. It's even bigger this year because GCW is part of it. It's the first year that GCW is part of the uh is part of the the weekend. So we're gonna get like we're gonna getting insane clown pussy against mm-hmm. the Mortons and um shit who's who's teaming George South. George South is is there as well. You know we're we're getting Joey Janella is, is wrestling on this show at GCW. Uh Cardona is gonna be there. There's gonna it's a big Big weekend uh, with GCW there. They do the WrestleCade Super Show as well. Um, I, I think Mickey James is part of this. She's part of the, at least the convention is uh, part of it anyway. Um, and we were supposed to have Brian Danielson. Supposed to, like, it was honestly built around Brian Danielson this WrestleCade weekend. Fortunately, he could make it due to the the eye injury, which sucks. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Billy Starks is going to be there. Uh, so I'm now looking at the, at the card. Um, you know, we're, we're getting... Uh, Matt Cardona and Mike Bailey, which uh, should be a great match. Uh, Mosh Slamovich against Jordan Oliver, Blake Christian, Billy Starks, Joey Janela, Mance Warner, uh, Santana Jackson against Michael Jackson. I'm going to try my damnedest to get an interview with uh, Santana Jackson as, as uh, during the weekend. So I'm looking forward to it, especially when I always look forward to WrestleCade weekend, um, just because I get to, to hang out with uh, with some some friends. You know, Sean's going to be there. John Alba is going to be there. Um so so some cast is going to be there so like a lot of the good pals are going to be there and everything but now that we've done this show and doing in the weeds as well um we you know we got a lot of independent talent on on these shows and now with wrestlecade before we talked to cole about cole's gonna be there shit i Mm -hmm. i just learned cole was gonna be there when we did the interview last night it's like oh that's awesome um because we've had so many independent talent on on these these shows and before wrestlecade was a lot of kind of older older veteran guys who weren't in wwe anymore maybe made cameo appearances some AEW talent would show up uh like in past years like the bunny would, would be there uh taya taya wasn't signed to to AEW at the time but like some in, impact talent would be there and everything but it wasn't a whole lot of like independent talent it was largely impact talent and uh older stars from the past that would kind of be or free agents just some aw talent or just like free agent kind of talent but now with gcw being there it's a lot of uh independent talent and you know since we've done this show and in the weeds like we've been we've been able to talk to a lot of independent talent so it'll be it'll be cool to actually go there and be like oh hey we just had joey on last week we just had cole on greeny was not not there because he's working uh kenta 
this weekend, but you know, a lot of the, these talents that we've spoken to now we actually kind of have a rapport with. And so I will hopefully be able to, I feel a lot more comfortable like talking to these people and hopefully bringing people some interviews, uh, at WrestleCade with some independent talent because Sean will, of course, get all the big names and everything. But hopefully, you know, some of the indie guys will will talk to me. Oh, yeah. They'll be down. You'll, you'll be able to get plenty of interviews with those guys. Um, I regret not getting an interview with Santana Jackson to center stage. Like, I, I he was right there. I could have totally done it. I, I the, the thing with Santana Jackson to me that's been so confusing is how it's, he's just now, it's building up so much now. And I've watched him for so long i just i just didn't think it was that big of a deal and then like i realized after the center stage show everyone's pretty much only talking about santana jackson i'm like shit i should have interviewed him he was standing right in front of me i could have easily done it um so hopefully hopefully you get an interview with him he seemed very available when i was at center stage i just i pulled my buddy mose and gringo loco over with me instead but i could have easily been like yo santana let's get some get some let's talk a little bit about what you're doing over here um but uh so yeah, you'll be able to get good interviews, I think, over over the week, the weekend. When does it all start? Starts Friday. Starts Friday. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. G- the GCW show is tomorrow. Um, I'll be I'll be driving down there tomorrow. Uh, waking up whenever I wake up, probably about nine o'clock, and drive down there. Um, yeah, the GCW show is tomorrow night. The live podcast with Matt Hardy is tomorrow night as well. Um, I'll probably check that out because uh, Alba's going to be hosting that and, and Matt Hardy will be there. And Matt's always been, I don't, I've never actually like met him in person, but any exchange we've had, he's always been really kind. And then tomorrow, uh, or Saturday, sorry, Saturday throughout the day is the big like fan fest where you go to all the rooms and stuff and meet all the wrestlers. And that's where I'll be trying to get, get some various interviews talking with some, some independent talent. So like some of the people who are there, these are sort of the headlining names, the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, Mandy Rose, Andrade is going to be there as well. Arn Anderson, Ricky, uh, not Ricky. Oh uh, yeah. Ricky Steamboat. Sorry. Uh, totally Blanchard. Kane, Lex Luger, um conan i'll see if he listens to our podcast uh jake roberts vikingo scott steiner of course the rock and roll express I'm, i've been trying to get people to punch ricky morton in the face uh the the lucha bros billy gunn jerry lawler matt cardona mickey james they're they're all those are kind of the big you know again for the most part it's a lot of nostalgia people and then people who might be signed to, to aew or your kind of free agent names uh that's uh, these have always kind of been the people they would attract for these shows this year again different because gcw is going to be there so you got the gcw names as well um which again i'm kind of more looking forward to than the older names who probably won't talk to me <laughs> they'll talk to sean <laughs> not me yeah it'll, you'll have a good time though man um i mean i may need to hit you up to see if there's anyone's autograph i need while you're there see what see what people are signing and stuff yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody's gonna resign and stuff. But well, yeah. no, I mean, it depends on what they've got and who's, right. who's who's around you and stuff like that. But that's a really good opportunity for autographs. I'm I've gone very very overboard on my collecting habits and spending and stuff. So I may be hitting you up about that. Just let me know <clears throat> for sure. Um, also, just really wanted I wanted to mention really quick. Um, one other, not really an indie spotlight, but something I just wanted to bring up real quick that I think is worth people knowing about on on the radar. Um. <clears throat> really interesting right now what's happening with warhorse um who's a former iwtv independent wrestling world champion he was a champion for like two years straight or whatever it was and he was like the main guy on that platform pretty much throughout the pandemic and ever since losing that title he really hasn't like he's been like this funk for like over a year now and 
you know, he had that thing in, in AEW where he popped up and they didn't sign him you know, after he had the Cody match and stuff. And he's just been in this funk. And I've seen him pop up on like the moist wrestling uh, league and stuff. We talked about that a little bit, but he cut a really interesting, uh, he, he did a promo for a video that he put up on Twitter that I think people should check out of him. Like he's out of character, basically explaining like his like, where he's at in wrestling right now and how like he's like falling out of love with it. And like, he needs and, like IWTV won't answer his calls. And like, all he's trying to do is prove he can still be the IWTV champion. He's never gotten a rematch for this thing. So coming out of that promo, um, it was, it was found out uh, through, I think it was during the H2O uncharted territory. They might've mentioned it, but Marcus Mathers, um, he recently had a match with Alec Price, who's the current IWTV champion. And basically, long story short, coming up soon, it's going to be Marcus Mathers versus Warhorse. And the winner of that is going to be the next challenger for Alec Price's IWTV championship. So I just thought people should just know about that because it's a pretty, it's a good storyline, but there's a lot of realness in, in what's going on with like Warhorse right now, I feel like. And also Marcus Mathers, one of the top guys on the Indies, especially in like the H2O scene. So that's going to be a big match for the Indies, Warhorse versus versus Mathers and then the winner of that facing Alec Price is a big deal for that title so I wanted to throw that out there too for people over there on IWTV if you want something to to kind of catch up on over like the Thanksgiving break I'd, I'd kind of get familiarized with what's going on there for Alec Price's next you know big defense um if you're going to be at Wrestlecade this weekend come say hi uh again I don't know if we have a table set up we have in the years past uh like a fightful table where Sean would do like interviews and stuff but come come say hi if you're around or if you see me um you know just say hi I'll be there uh I, I like talking to to people and interacting with people um I everything from my experience of like meeting wrestling fans you know people some people online can certainly be weird but everyone i've ever met has been really cool so yeah if you're at wrestlecade and you you see myself or sean say hello and you know we'll we'll hang out and should be a fun weekend i'm gonna be there until tuesday the convention only lasts until sunday but i'm gonna be there a little <clears> bit longer uh my mom's visiting so i'm gonna hang oh, out nice. and spend time with my mom all That's right awesome. let's uh hey, just just one more thing for wrestlecade or, or when you're meeting people man make sure if you get in any confrontations that cast is nearby recording recording it so that you know so we so we see it if happen. you're by cast you will probably get into a confrontation that's the thing is yeah it, it cast will be nearby if there's a confrontation because he's probably part of it in some way just some fan or not fans uh trouble seems to follow him so yeah um there you go all right let's do <laughs> let's do our picks for uh the Wrestle Rumble, we got the names. I'm going to put them in here. Uh, all right, three names. We're drawing. I'll let everybody know who they are. If you win, uh, send a message to Steven Jensen on Twitter. The first name, longtime viewer of the show, pal of the show, Kai, has been picked. That is the first name. So Kai, send Jensen a message so he can get you hooked I'm opening up. my DMs right now so everyone can message me. So There you go. All right. The, the next name picked is uh, King Ellie Show. So King Ellie Show, send Jensen a message. He'll get you set up for Wrestle Rumble. And the final name picked for the Wrestle Rumble uh, entries into the Survivor Series pick them Cena drawing and Randy Savage pick it, pick them, or Randy Savage drawing, sorry. Uh, another pal of the show, JK Shaw. So JK, send Jensen a message on Twitter. 
he'll get you hooked up on there again that's king ellie show kai and jk shaw uh send jensen a message they he'll get you all set up for that and if you did not win head over to wrestlerumble.com uh it's a dollar to to enter into this again you a dollar for the raffles which is a a cena uh package that includes a legacy belt a randy savage package that includes a legacy belt or you can do the survivor series pick them where first prize is a thousand dollars so one dollar yeah. and you could win like five hundred dollars worth and up of prizes because i know those legacy titles are at least like five hundred dollars yes and then the wrestle rumble that's the the war games survivor series war games entries are only twelve dollars for one entry and then you can do five entries for 32 you get a little bit of a deal there so <clears throat> i would recommend you know, if you don't win like jeremy said jump over to wrestlerumble.com um but congratulations to the winners who got a free survivor series pick them entry and also entries to the cena celebration and the madness legacy championship belt drawings and like Jeremy said, all you got to do, just, just the cutoff is going to be by the end of SmackDown tomorrow. So make sure you DM me at fight talk underscore. I should probably put that on the screen just so. I mean, I we mean, know, people's... we know Kai and Jake and, and Jake. So if they do not get back to you, we can reach out to them. I don't know King Ellie show who that might be okay. on Twitter, but King Kai Ellie show. If you see this, yeah. Kai and Jake, you know, fight talk underscore on X, Twitter, whatever. King Ellie show, same thing. Just hit me up on Twitter. Literally just say I won or just Russell Rumble. Just 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 say something. I'll see the I'll see the DM. And all I have to do from you guys is just get your email addresses and Russell Rumble will send you the entries on Saturday morning. Super easy. Totally free. There you go. All right. Uh Jensen, are you gonna stick around for the outro? Um, so it depends. It depends on when my brother gets here because we gotta go over to my parents for the NFL game. So I may or may not be here after the interview i don't know yet okay we'll go ahead and plug everything now then um you can follow me on x at fight talk underscore you can uh use code fight talk on the independent wrestling.tv and um listen to the fightful select weekend or podcast that's every sunday sometimes mondays over on fightfulselect.com mainly uh, cover the world of independent professional wrestling and also check out fightful select for you know random interviews that have dropped like with me with indie wrestlers and some of these shows and stuff and also on the website, Jeremy does a great job of like transcribing, um, <clears throat> transcribing uh, conversations we have with people. So you can check that out over on uh, Fightful.com. I have a little authors page, so you can just hit, you know, I think you can just type my name, Stephen Jensen. I'm also in like the description. I think if you like like the about us, you can like click me there. I think anyway, if you find my stuff, I have a whole list of everything I do over on the website, and I you know it's an easy kind of hub for the stuff that I've got going on with Fightful. So. Uh, that's unless I'm unless I'm back here um, after the interview. Um, you know, I hope you all enjoy this interview with Cole Radrick, returning guest, one of our good buddies, joining the show once again. Um, just returned from the UK, a trip over there. Got a lot going on. New tag team with Alec Price, the Garbage Daddies. Talk a little bit about that. Um, and uh, I hope everybody who's watching this and listening to this has a happy Thanksgiving. Whether you're whether you believe in the idea of Thanksgiving or whatever, like just I hope that this is a good time for you to either spend time by yourself, maybe have some time off work, maybe spend some time with family or friends, whatever it is. I hope you guys all just have like a good day or like a good few days. And anybody who's out there that's working retail or something like that, like I feel for you. I've, I've been there many, many years. Everyone who's listening to this, be nice to people who are working retail, be nice to people that are, that are, that you're dealing with that are, I promise you it's, I get it. They're getting paid to do, to, to do their jobs, but I guarantee you, those, most of those people 
really would like to be with their families too. And they, they don't want to spend their days and their holidays getting yelled at over stuff that they don't have any control over that a lot of them aren't getting paid a whole lot of money to even be there to begin with. And they're there doing everything they can to help y'all out and get you the things you want and you need for your friends and your family. So be kind to the people that are, that are working over the holidays that are helping you with stuff at the places you go to. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything I'll leave it on. Happy holidays, Skull Vikings. Need them to win this weekend. And uh, yeah, that's it. Appreciate you as always, Jensen. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Hope, hope you enjoy the time with your family. Um, and yeah, again, very thankful to, to do this show, to do all that we're able to do here with Fightful. Happy happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the chat. I'll be back after yeah. the interview. Uh, I do want to say that real quick because it is Thanksgiving and we are thankful. I, I am very, very thankful for being a part of Fightful. I, I very much am. I've said it a thousand times on this show. I want people to know that, know that I honestly really do mean that it doesn't it's never it's never lost on me the amount of people that like our show the amount of wrestlers and promoters and other fans and stuff that want to be a part of our show i i mean it means a ton as someone who's a lifelong wrestling fan who started off doing this with my own podcast that you know i had to grind to get anybody to listen to or anybody to want to be a part of for years and years um to the work that i did with mma on point that was in the mma realm that brought me back over into the wrestling realm and everything that i've gone through with with this journey of being a wrestling fan and wrestling podcasting and everything, you know, and we'll say the wrestling podcasting stuff since probably 2017. But before that I was doing radio in college, you know, in 2010 or whatever. So like it's been a long journey and I've been with Fightful now on a consistent basis. My five-year anniversary is coming up for, uh, for the weekend or like this week. So I, uh, I just wanted to thank everybody for that. Like I, I, it, without you guys watching and supporting and other, other wrestlers and especially without you, Jeremy, who, Without you, I wouldn't even be on the show. So, I, uh, I, 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 I don't want anyone ever think this ever gets lost on me. I take this. I joke around a lot about stuff. I downplay a lot of stuff, but I do take this very seriously in that in that perspective of like I understand that I'm very very fortunate to even be a part of Fightful, to be on this channel, to have a weekly show here, to have a weekly show on Select, to have any kind of clout or any kind of rapport at all in the independent wrestling world. Like it, it means a ton to me. So. I just want everyone to know that I really, really appreciate y'all. And I appreciate you, Jeremy. I know we joke about around about a lot of stuff, but this show means a lot to me and I really do appreciate it. I know you, you, you always tell me that. And I always, I'm afraid of what's getting canceled every week. I literally tell you often. I'm like, dude, this is going to be it. Like Sean's going to see it and just be like, you know what? You're moving the show somewhere else or you're done. Or like, I always feel like we're on the brink of getting canceled, but we are, we do a good job. I have told you many times that I'm pretty secure at where I'm at at Fightful. And it, I feel like it would take a lot for Sean to be like, yeah, we're, you can't do this anymore. Um, and I think he knows how much just basically how much work I put into everything, but how much work we put into this as, as well. So yeah, I, I don't think you ever have to worry about this show getting canceled. I mean, uh, no, so. I know. I just, that's just where my mind is. I just want people to not think wherever, like, at least me, I'm never like really coasting or like, you know, it's sometimes I get comfortable and stuff like everyone does. And that's a good place to be in, be feeling comfortable. But like, I'm also aware, like a lot of the interviews that I get, a lot of people wouldn't want to talk to me, but didn't work for Fightful, you know, like there's a lot of podcasters that are really struggling out there to get interviews and stuff. And like, it's a lot easier when you have the name Fightful working with you and stuff. And it's just, they're, they're, to be able to go to independent shows, if people even care that I'm there taking pictures and stuff and interviewing wrestlers, it's, it's and stuff just isn't lost on me at all. And, and, it's a, it's a grind. So I, uh, 
and it's a mega grind when I've got a full-time job on top of it. This is my, this is my part-time stuff I'm talking about with Fightful, you know, like I have a full-time 40 hour plus a week job that I do outside of this. So like I, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Um, thank you. Thank you everybody for, for, for supporting us. Thank you. And hopefully we'll get t-shirts and stuff one day. I brought that up for the last you know year plus, but hopefully we'll have some way of you guys also showing support for the show sometime soon too. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe for the holidays we can we can convince them to put out spotlight stickers or something. Something that has our logo on it. So you guys can get some of that. We'll put out spotlight so. spotlights. Spotlight spotlights. Yeah, I don't know I how like that it. would work, but I appreciate you, Jensen. Uh yes, Rem T, sorry, it is too late for Wrestle Rumble. We have done the draw. A little too late. Hey, but next, next, next uh entry next contest the rest rumble does like they're they haven't given me like a full-on like yes every time but like at this point i pretty much just hit matt up over there and he's just like here's the money here's the stuff and i mean it's it's a good relationship so we should have more wrestle rumble stuff to give away to you guys and i would also uh remy t um keep a lookout for my my twitter and jeremy yeah. i mean we I, I don't know if you want to do a giveaway, we can, if we want to do one, maybe off like the main fightful Twitter or something, I can do one off mine. We'll give away some more restaurant by entries between now and, and, and Friday night for you guys. Uh, if you didn't have a chance to, to, to get one today on the show. There you go. All right. Uh, again, thank you everybody. Um, we do have an interview to get to. Yes. Cool Rider. Uh, the the Rider's daddy. Bad yet, um, intro, by the way, cool mess up my own first name on the intro. Sorry. I lost you, Jeremy. Jeremy froze right during the uh, the thing. He probably thinks I'm trying. He probably that, thinks I'm talking over him. Sorry, I, know. I, I I was I I I, was, I realized like you were talking while I was talking, but it's because you were frozen. Yeah. Um, I was just saying for everyone who's about to watch this interview, I botched the intro of my own first name. So Cole starts, starts calling me like whatever I called myself, and I was like, I don't know, I messed up. That's the that's the downside of being friends with people you do interviews with sometimes is like we're just like kicking it before the interview and then it's like okay we'd actually need to like actually do an interview now and now I need to get into that mode so I watched the I watched the uh, I watched the intro that was about as what I did with Teal but we never aired that so yeah you you mentioned that though people people know what oh that's true I did. I did all right everybody here we go Cole Radrick back in the creator spotlight uh everyone enjoy our, our talk with Cole where Jensen tried to ask wrestling questions and I was just trying to get him to punch people in the face for me welcome to the creator spotlight here on the spotlight on Fightful I am Stephen Jensen Stephen Jensen joined as always by Jeremy Lambert and our guest today is a returning guest I'll try not to box the intro too much worse. I just messed my own name up. We have the former BLP heavyweight champion, DDT Ironman heavyweight metal champion, heavy metal champion. Can you, can you say that? GCW extreme champion. I mean, I can go on and on with the accolades. The king of Redshift Mountain. We have the ratty daddy, the bloody buddy, uh, the wild heart. I, mean, I can go on and on. Cole Radrick is back on the show, everybody. Cole, how you been, man? What is up, Steven? G- it's Steven? Steven? Yeah. Right, whatever we're rocking with, and my friend Jeremy. What is up, pal? Starting those who do not know because I am an idiot. So shout out to the boys for rolling with the punches with me. And uh, we're here, baby. We're living. I was, I was, right. we were talking. Six feet tall, by the way. Cole Radrick is a confirmed <laughs> giant at six feet tall. That was, that is a confirmed thing from years ago. I like to throw it in every now and then just to remind Wait. people. We were talking all fair that we could probably do about three hours with Cole easily. And and today we actually have like a, a hard cut at eight o'clock. So about 45 minutes and the, 
non portion of this is going to be longer than the actual interview portion with the way we were going there. Just us bullshitting all fair was going to end up being longer. Like, than that's, the why, actual that's why my intro is so bad, by the way. It's like we were just talking for the last like five minutes or whatever. I'm like, I guess we can just hit record and do this officially. I'll just, I'll just do an intro real quick and we'll get going. So Cole's one of the time, We know Cole very well. So half the time, whenever I, as soon as I like pop into the, you know, the, the, the stream room or whatever, I don't. I always forget that we're not just recording right off the bat. So I'm like, all right, like we're just bullshitting right off the gate. So Usually half the time you're... it feels like we talk for like 15 to 20 minutes, <laughs> and we're like, all right, we actually have to start recording at some point. Which I mean, you, you know. Usually you're flipping one of us off, and you know, doing doing. Today you were flashing us for people who you, uh, you know. didn't record that though, which I am no, really no, it was not recorded. No. Because usually, like you know on everything else i hop on for with fightful like there's also like the cool like little nicknames and shit and it usually pops to you or steven or mike or whoever it might be reg and like i'll get a reaction and then like i saw you guys talking so i was like all right i'll do a quick little flash <laughs> and then all of a sudden i see myself on the screen and i'm like well shit <laughs> All right, let's, let's jump Welcome into back. some stuff here. I, I have a very important question for you, Cole. We spoke with uh, the, the show that I do with Joel. Uh, we spoke with Effie yeah. today. We don't care about Joel. But we spoke with Effie, uh, a person you know very well, and asked him to say something mean about you, because I thought it was funny to ask. And he the meanest thing he said about you right now is he misses you and he hasn't seen you. Unfortunately. So the way I'm going to put this is, why have you been not reading these messages? Why have you not been hanging out with me? Why are you a bad friend? That's what I surmise from Effie's answer of mean uh, about Cole Rotary. So Effie doesn't have his emotional support call around, which is at any point during a weekend of a show that he just just go just sometimes it's just a scream, sometimes it's the yell, sometimes it's just like five seconds of his giving me a look like. No. Or it's whether it's, hey, I just went to the gas station to get, you know, a drink or whatever. Like, uh, that's my, uh, I don't reject. I respond to his Instagram reels that he sent me. Um, anybody knows me, I'm like a top five worst texter in the world. Because I bother everyone with my existence as it is. I'd rather go home and just hang out with my four cats and go on my show. Uh, but the things get back to Ephesus, why are you running away from me? <laughs> I've been even told people for myself to be in England and you've been in England. No, okay. he decided to go his own little way. <laughs> he did mention that you went to England. He wasn't yeah. sure how the food was treating you over there so now i'm just gonna ask how the food treated you over there i love england england is a beautiful country uh yeah nothing about there. you didn't get any fish and chips that's all i know about. <laughs> i got a lot of chips over there i won't lie tea and crumpets <laughs> i had a little bit of tea yeah yeah the tea, yeah. i think england um a lot of daily drinking over there which is i'm all for i don't i'm not a big drinker personally like I can, I can put down like a vodka Red Bull every now and then, but like they had like a two p.m. Uh, football game, and I'm telling you, these guys were there's like probably like four hundred people just sloshed. 
in the middle of Manchester. And I was like, this is, this is a good experience. Like I'm a people watcher. So like, I'm like, all right, like, hell yeah. You know, like uh, you're living your best life. You don't give a shit that there's a dumb redneck American walking around this, like admiring how drunk everybody is. You know, it was a good time. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Jensen. Yeah, I, thought, sorry, I thought you had something. Sorry, I thought, I thought I'm not call. interesting anymore, Jeremy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm used goods. That's no. I want to know about your trip to, to the U- I want to know your trip to the UK. I watched your match with Clint Margera. Thought thought it was good stuff. I thought that the the fans, like, you know, they warmed up to you throughout the match. It's good seeing you over there. How was your experience in the UK? You had like a handful of matches over there, man. Really enjoyed my trip to the UK. I got to wrestle guys like Man Like Darice. I um I got to see guys wrestle guys like Leon Slater, guys like uh Flash Morgan Webster, obviously, guys like Clint. Like I gotta wrestle and I get consider a guy like Clint one of my best friends. You know, we were actually got to hang out for like two or three days while we were over there. And I told him I was like, dude, it's like how sick is it like in real life without you know pro wrestling, like we would have never met. Like maybe had to talk on like a hardcore music forum at least once or whatever, but like without that, like we would have never met. And I got to wrestle him and then hang out with him and his cat <laughs> and his girlfriend in England. Like I was like, this is sick, bro. You know, um, getting to wrestle guys like Flash Morgan Webster at Wrestle Carnival, which is a sick environment, sick production, sick company. You know, had a great time. Uh, same thing I could say for soft pro, you know what I mean? I got to wrestle man like the recent soft pro awesome crowd. Shoddy horror is fucking awesome, dude. Awesome promoter, legendary battle rapper. Uh, just saying New Jersey twerk. You got to get that work soon. Let's go. It was the a battle was supposed to happen yesterday or if you, two days ago and I guess shit happened, but shoddy horror is my boy. I'm looking forward to that. Man, I had a great experience. You know, I love wrestling in England. I love the crowds. Like, the crowds over there are so into everything. They have, like, the football-style chants. And like you said, you know, some places I went to, they didn't really know who I was or what, I, you know. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to get out a little bit because, like, you're obviously, like, you've gotten really big here in the States. Like, you're everywhere. And, like, obviously a major part of GCW and – but like you're the kind of guy that I give you a lot of credit as far as every time I've ever seen you go somewhere, even if they don't know you by the end of the match, like they're behind you. Like you always prove yourself like very quickly everywhere you go. And I think there you deserve, deserve a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, and I really appreciate that. Um, I just try to go to a show and treat it like it's somebody's first time seeing me. And, you know, obviously there, I go to, I work for GCW a lot. Like you say, I'm a mainstay for GCW. And there are members of the crowd that I know that have known me, you know, ever since, you know, I first wrestled in their town. Um, But, like, if you treat each match like it's somebody's first time seeing you, like, you're not going to half-ass it. And I hope that's what carries on, you know, through watching my wrestling is, is, like, I'm fully invested. Like, I love pro wrestling. It is who I am. Like, whenever I die, you're going to talk about my life as a pro wrestler. And if I can put that passion on a pedestal and get you to see that throughout, you know, how I treat a match or how I interact with a crowd or how I interact with somebody 
at a merch table or in a passing interaction. Like it's only going to make the experience better. And uh, that's what I try to do is just be as entertaining as they can be while being as real as to who I am as a person. And I, I will vouch for, for Cole on that. Just one, you, you were the reason I went to my first GCW event earlier Columbus. this year. Yeah. That was my first GCW event and I only went to, to see you. And so I was there, I took my Mark photo with you that I'm sure people for some reason got upset. The best part, which is when we're all hanging out afterwards and uh, the, the cease twins were there and we're like, Can we yeah, get a picture? yeah. Yeah, and we had you take the picture of us, and you're like, what, what are we doing here? Why am I taking this photo of you guys? But I want to put you over for being very personable. Like, during the show, you are coming out, talking to people. Of course, after the show, hanging out, doing doing that whole thing. Um, you wrestled Matt Cardona that night as well, which was a really fun match and a really good performance. Like, you're like what is your life, from... right? What's that? I said, what's real life, bro? I, <laughs> I got wrestling Matt Cardona. I I had told him, or I had told somebody, probably Effie, honestly, like in eighth grade, like whenever I was on like the wrestling team, I would always listen to like O Radio as like my hype up <laughs> song before I went out and wrestled. And then I, I had like a moment, like right before I wrestled him, I was like, yeah, there ain't no way you could ever tell me like at that time in my life that, oh yeah, like don't worry, like, you know, 12, 13 years, you're going to wrestle this dude. It's going to be crazy fun. Have, you know, good luck. See you there. Like, uh, that was such a cool experience. And yeah, like I remember I was getting to meet and I just remember, uh, I don't know. I always feel like I mess up like first impressions and I was like, Oh, this dude's sick. Like you're, you're hella You're a very good person. Oh, these are the, 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 all the drugs talking right now, but <laughs> <laughs> Looking around, the Tylenol, the Tylenol. I said, uh, "Me waking up from a nap an hour ago." Yeah, yeah. I, that honestly, big same. So, like, I just said, well, you got to have that pre-Thanksgiving nap, everybody. Yes. Um, no, I, well, I told you I wanted to go to the show to see you to watch this. Just take in my first GCW show, but like, you were the reason I legitimately wanted to go there is because we've talked online plenty, and I was like, I want to go see and actually meet Cole and just check out the show and stuff. So I was really excited to finally meet you again. If you, if you see Cole at a show, go say hi. I, I assume most of the Easiest fans are nice. Easiest person to talk cool, to, I promise but, Yeah. I missed you in Atlanta, man. We were just talking about that a little bit before we, uh, before we started recording. I, I know I'm a son of a bitch, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to go to the UK. You just had, had to go. To. No, man. I had, I had to go over there and get some walkers and pom-poms. <laughs> you, you missed a banger of a show here at center stage, but we, we missed you, dude. We I watched the the backstage fight. Yeah, might be like my favorite thing I've ever seen. Oh, really? Like Jimmy's in the bathroom, Manson yeah. stuff are making out on the couch. Yeah. Half the people in the locker room are just really confused. <laughs> it is perfect. Yes, that is. I want more of that. You know what I mean? That's the shit's so sick. Yes. Yeah, that, that was a that was a really fun show. Something I wanted to ask you about that is kind of random, but like I didn't want to forget to ask you. And it's because like so when you wrestled like Clint Margera, for instance, you did the ultraviolet death match where it was for the ultraviolet championship and y'all did a bunch of tacks and weapons yeah. and stuff. And you wore um just like black jeans that match. 
and you change your gear up a lot. Like sometimes you do like traditional kind of wrestling gear. Sometimes you do what I call kind of like a jinko. It's like the big boy kind of kind of long long boy. Yeah. Um. What, what like how do you like decide? Because you're you're so it varies so much. Like you know, like how do you choose what you're gonna wear and like wear like promotion and stuff. So the jinko jeans you're you're talking about they're called UFO pants. Yeah. So I only personally know of one website that sells them. And now I'm starting to find whenever I go to certain sizes and colors, they are now out of order or uh, they're out of stock. So I haven't been been able to order a new pair. I have one current pair that has been used a couple of times and it's pretty worn and torn. Um, Knowing I wasn't going to do glass or anything like that, the jeans were fine. I'll get taxed on my ass, but, you know, a pair of black jeans were just fine. And, uh, but usually it's like, it's the normal gear or it is, the, like, if it's, I know it's a death match, I usually wear the UFO pants, but I just didn't have the stock in it. Like, I used to wear, um, like, MMA board shorts, like, like, uh, like basketball shorts, essentially. And I used to wear those in death matches. And then I found the website for the pants. And I was like, all right, we're here, baby. Gotcha. I mean, you used to wear a singlet too. Uh, and so, I mean, you've gone through the whole. Well, oh, yeah. I used to wear the singlet with like the long tights. Um, I used to, so it started with the butcher, which is like the Sam McCallahan cut singlet. Then it switched to tights. Then it switched to um like uh tights with like long pants or a singlet with long pants then it switched to a one strap giant singlet because i realized i was six feet tall um and then it just kind of went back to the singlet then now to the current look so i just kind of go with like how my body feels and i try to stay because I don't know if I've found like the perfect look for myself yet. So you always just try to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I like I like how you change it up. I will say I personally am a big fan of the UFO pants. I think that those like really make you stand out and like no one else really wears those. And it kind of does remind me of like the late nineties and stuff. Like the I feel like it, it fits the ratty daddy vibe really well. So just for whatever it's worth. I noted very much noted. I have to ask because it's the show and I I've bullied you into this. The second annual Schmitty is announced. Yes. You've teased it. Yes. You said 2024 confirmed get any, any more details. And when you do get the details, obviously send them to me, but can, can you let us know where it's at? Or can you let, I don't care about anybody else, but can you let it me know? I'm making, I'm making the in, towns here. Cole. It'll be a little South central Indiana. So okay. south of Indianapolis, but above, it's either going to be in Bloomington or Spencer, Indiana. Okay. Uh, it is going to have more details soon. I'm waiting for one specific message back, and that will begin the process of getting all the details finalized. So once I get a date confirmed, uh, we will be rocking and rolling. All right, I'm about five and a half hours from Bloomington. Easy, easy. Again, I'm. Uh, I'm- I'm going to WrestleCade this weekend. That's are you, North what are you going to that? What? You. Your show? Yeah, the Smitty. Of course. So see you're coming then. Wait, how far away is this from Atlanta? From Atlanta? 
Oh, from Atlanta? Like, I don't know. Let's let's what's the drive? Seven hours. Like, I don't know. Six yeah. hours, seven hours. Fascinating radio here as we look up flights. Uh seven hours and forty-six minutes. That's <laughs> blooming too. Yeah. It was mine. And then you mine. guys split a hotel room. There we you have go. a great night. <laughs> True. Man, I would love we to. Have, it. There's there's fun. nice scenery in the college town of Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> yes. Sounds like fun. You know, wait, what, you know wait, it's hold on. a good bar, like a beautiful bar in Bloomington, Indiana, the Cade. I might add. Shout out Moose. Oh, Barcade. Oh, I'm there. Barcade. Top oh, I'm tier. there. That's what I'm saying. Steven, you're yeah, rocking with it sounds, now. It sounds like fun. Dude, I'm, I'm, this all sounds like fun. This does sound like a good time. And there might be like an exclusive pro hotel promo code so we can all, anybody showing up can stay at a really nice hotel in beautiful Bloomington. But the show might be in Spencer, which is only 25 minutes away. Did, Do you guys Okay, see... now... Do you, do you have a, a time, like a date, like March, April? So it is very dependent on this message. Okay. So it would either be, uh, I would either probably say May, okay. early May, or September. Well, it's a birthday present to myself right then, if it's September. <clears throat> so it really depends on the message. There's a slight chance August, but I, that's what I'm hoping for. So yeah, those are well, the three times we're aiming yeah. for. But my main goal is May of next year. All right. Well, again, once it all gets announced, let me know. Oh, we'll, we'll run stuff on it. But you know, you asked me if I'm going. I'm I'm booked on this, right, Cole? Like, yeah, you're I'm, the I'm... backstage respondent. <laughs> I mean, you and Steven could do the you, you and Steven could do the pre-show. Oh, thanks. I'm booked. I'm. I'm going out well, there full we... SpongeBob gear. I can bump over the top oh. rope, like whatever, whatever. Steven, I just gave a million dollar idea, and he just walked right over it. Yeah, you guys don't want to do the fightful pre-show, man. No, we can do the pre-show. I'm fine yeah, with that. That'd be that'd be actually pretty sick. I'm looking at the the graphic right now. Is this my my last name's in this thing? You see this? It's like Weber, Jensen? Jaeger, yeah. man, Jensen. What is this? Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean? Was about. it? It's SpongeBob he was number one, bro. He was We're number so one. So disrespectful to the champion, man. Oh I was for my. Steven, for, uh, listen, I need you to get educated. Hey Arnold, and then like like when SpongeBob came around, I just like that was. Yeah, I, I, I do. I yeah. do. It's uh. Here's what I need. Here's what I need, Cole. I will be clean up. <laughs> I want. I'll be like SpongeBob episode with the broom where SpongeBob's cleaning up and he gets all the cheers. That's what I want. I'll be clean up. I'm good. I'm good with that. I gotta get booked somehow. On that. I'm Which telling you. 100% I'll be there regardless. Here, Here's my pitch. When this, when the Smitty happens, because we are, we're not going to call it the full name just in case something were to happen because I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to get copyright stuff going. So when the Smitty happens, when they confirm it at this certain venue, it will be the best wrestling show I've ever put on. It's going to have so many good surprises. Uh, though I'm pulling every friend card I have to make some cool shit happen. And I think you and Steven, 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 sorry, I, you earlier got me messed up. I think you guys should both pull up to it. I know you said you were going to. We, we gotta, we gotta make this happen. I'm there. hundred percent. No, no questions asked. Come Unless on. something catastrophic happens. You know, I got children. 
And then imagine how many interviews with people at the show you could do. See, I don't want to work. I just want to have fun. If you okay, the, every time I've ever seen Steven, I've had I've done an interview. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's Steven. not a complaint. That is not a complaint. That is not a complaint. Don't get emotional. I tell you guys all the time. I'm the no. first person you guys should call if you have a spot open. Love talking to my boys. But. The last time I saw you, I interviewed you and like five other people at the same time. That was fun. Yeah, Y'all had just an interview rotation. Yeah. Just pass yeah. the phone around. Yeah, yeah that was fun. <laughs> oh jensen always i appreciate because jensen will do the interviews and then send them to me and then i have the, the team coverage and stuff i like to go to these shows. i don't want to do anywhere i'm going to wrestlecade this weekend i don't feel like I'll working. See you there. are you going to wrestlecade yeah oh i didn't know that okay i'm home baby boy oh i didn't realize you're gonna I'm be home That's i'm why... going home to gcw baby oh. what you talk about willis all right, good. I'll, I'll get there on Friday. I'll be there on Friday, so I'll be there all weekend. Yeah, I think that's what time. I think we're leaving later on a Thursday, so I should get there Friday. Okay, yeah. I know GCW is Friday night. Well, I asked about BLP because I know you're booked there uh, often, and I'll be at BLP next week. I didn't realize uh, you were you're already booked for wrestling. Hell yeah. That makes me even more excited. Yeah, so you don't have to wait till next week to see BC Friday. Well, that's good. Good. I'm glad I'll get to see you this weekend then. Let's go. Don't Sorry, I have time. a cat freaking out over here. <laughs> have you done a Russellcade yet, Cole? Have you been there? Not Russellcade. I've done. I've worked for AML. Great company. Great people. Like, cannot say enough good things about them. Uh, I've wrestled for AML. I haven't done a Russellcade, and uh, but I've been. I've wrestled in North Carolina a couple times. So, Russellcade. Love it. This year, it feels bigger than ever because they got the GCW stuff this year, yeah. which you know that's the first year they're doing that. They always have like the little super show and everything, and like it's always been um, a few current people and then a, a couple like indie people, but largely like kind of bigger names from the past is is what Russellcade has always been. And this year, with like it's become its own like independent stuff uh, as well with GCW. So I'm very excited since we interview a lot of independent wrestlers. So I'm really excited that uh, GCW is, is going to be there. And, and uh, it's a sick show lined up that they have yeah. already. So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Like I said, like you said, it's my first one. And uh, like, man, I love wrestling. Like it's my favorite thing in the entire world. So just to go and experience so many like, cool things that there's going to be have like p- things people are selling people that are there like uh at WrestleCon this year many year you know who i got the one person i took a photo with because you know i'm i'm a mark who is that butterbean oh <laughs> bro <laughs> and you know who made me take the photo effie <clears throat> i was like effie i was like man i really want to go get this photo with butterbean i was like i was like Eric Ash is like, I used to watch his, he's the king of four rounders. So he was a super heavyweight and a lot of his fights were four round fights and he would just end up knocking dudes into the dirt on like the second, third rounds, whatever. So I grew up on watching this dude. And then I realized, oh, he's in the jackass movie. So when I saw him, I was like, oh, I got to get this photo with Butterbean, but I'm not going to do it. Like. I don't even have my wallet on me. It's 40 bucks, like whatever. And Effie's like, I'm going to like make you go do it if I had to buy this damn photo. And I was like, I have the money in my wallet. I'm just like, it's fine. And Effie like grabs me by the hand and leaves me and goes, hey, Mr. Butterbean, will you take a photo of my shot? (laughs) And I was like, I just don't want to bother the dude. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm sure like he's been working all day and like dude could not have been like the nicest human, a more nicer human being. Like so super happy, was like talkative. And I was like, bro, like blood sport one time. Let's go. <laughs> Just Johnny Knoxville oh. me for the people. For he the wouldn't people. know how to pull his punch though, Cole. That, That's one I would take the Johnny Knox. He uh, wants it. That's a clean concussion. Imagine Brett Lauderdale coming up to me. Cole, are you okay? <laughs> My response is Butterbean okay. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I'm just j- throwing it out there. Well, you got, a, you got a photo with Pat McAfee, which I know yes. was, that was bucket list for you. We've talked about that before. Like, tell us about that. Oh, nice. Very cool. Uh, Signed mini helmet. Uh, so, growing up as a Colts fan, my favorite player was not Peyton Manning, was not Marvin, was not Reggie, was not all the guys. It was Pat McAfee. Because he always did, like, the taunts or, like, the golf celebrations or he did the razor's edge or the Vince strut. And I was like, this dude's hilarious. And, you know... I ne- I played football when I was in like third grade, but I never got into it. Never understood it. Like five years ago, you put a gun to my head and tell me like name what a linebacker does, and I, or if it's offense or defense, couldn't tell you. So COVID happened, and I was working at this bullshit factory job, and I ended up listening to a lot of Pat McAfee, and he has like his whole show and has his whole cast and crew, and ended up just really enjoying the show enjoying all the characters and like the bits and like all like the, uh, the progression he does. And uh, yeah, I ended up becoming like a dumb Mark for him, whatever. And so I went to the college game day show up in Notre Dame, dude, like hung out, took photos with everybody. So I got uh, my mini helmet signed and my girlfriend took uh, printed the photo that we took before I got home. So it was already in a frame and everything. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's you will that in, that you so, will that into existence, like you, yeah. You and know, you know what's crazy yeah. is drop right, the elbow drop. I'm on the table, whatever. On the podcast right now, they're talking about it. podcast. And I was like, "This cool." He has no idea that he <laughs> met a guy that was on the video. Oh my god, we have to. And you still have, I, like, we should like no tag idea. McAfee. Yeah. Yeah, we tag might be like, you know, you like took a photo with this person. You, you guys could do it. I, I'll be completely fine with that. But I'll do it. I, yeah, I don't need the attention. Yeah, we will do it's, everything we can to bring attention yeah. to this. We'll, we'll make this happen. We'll say we'll, I'm not we'll rooting this on. <laughs> I'm not rooting this on. Everyone, no, spam Pat McAfee. Everybody, everyone <laughs> who watches this, make sure to at Pat McAfee and let them know. No, listen. It, I think it's awesome that you got to meet him because, like, I, I can't remember who. I was literally, like, tweeting with someone. It was, like, Mouse or someone or other, like, about Research. you meet, <laughs> about you meeting, <laughs> specifically about you, like, wanting to meet Pat McAfee. And then, like, within a couple of weeks, that picture popped up. And you had talked about that with us previously. And him being in the world of wrestling, too. Like, that's just so crazy how he wound up being so good at it and, like, so involved in it, too, as, like, a commentator and in the ring dude the guy rules and it's like he could have gotten into wrestling and just like half-assed it you know what i mean right. but like he actually like gives a fuck the same way you know logan paul gives a fuck and you can tell 
or the way Bad Bunny gives a fuck, and you can tell, like, how can you not appreciate, like, a good work ethic? And that's something I've been working on is my own personal work ethic. So, like, finding inspirations through different forms of people or different projects, I think, is kind of beneficial. And, again, the guy fucking rules. Yes. Boss well, Connor's a stooge. Boston Con, I love it. It's high. I like a lot on that. Did show. you see that Ty crazy. sharted on I'm the watching, show? I was watching ESPN. a lot. Yes, I was watching a lot yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So my girlfriend hates it because she works nights and like sometimes she'll hear the TV on low and she's like, "What are they talking about?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'll tell her, tell her." She's like, "Okay, I don't care." <laughs> Goes to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, "All right, sick." Um, you you were just talking about like you know work ethic and inspiration people around you and stuff someone that i wanted to ask you about is one of your new tag team partners in gcw alex rice yeah man the god love that Daddies. fucking guy bro. i love you guys as a tag team i think it works great I, I never i never would have like thought of the two of you as a tag team but like since it's been happening i i've loved it What's it been like teaming, teaming with the, the current IWTV champion, Alec Price, and GCW so so often recently? Bro, that's my fucking boy, dude. Like, uh, but so, and it's again, it's kind of the same thing with Clint, where it's like, this is Boston, Massachusetts brother who talks like a basta, and he's going to talk about the market <laughs> and, and all, all these other things. And when the first time i met him i was like oh like this is my like one of my best friends now like we're goofing off we're laughing and then we wrestled like once or twice and there's this weird thing when like you wrestle somebody for the first time and you're like oh like we're on the same page like we're you know we're on the same rhythm and it's like whenever we wrestle like it's going to be a lot of fun and so then when you put that in a tag team aspect like where I think I have a lot of weaknesses. Alec is fucking awesome. And I don't think Alec has a lot of weaknesses, but I try to help be as beneficial or, you know, as helpful to the matches I possibly can. And I think uh, the combination of that, the combination of us, neither one of us being selfish, where like we both at the end of the day are like, what's the best match we can possibly put out in this moment? All right, sick. Let's do that. Like, it's never like me. I've honestly again you can look at all my matches and if you ever be like oh cole was like i need to do something right here in this moment like and this and this and this it doesn't happen like uh i will whoop your ass with one move i don't need three you know what i mean uh how did so, that come how did that come together like you guys teaming to begin with i think it was just i think uh the artist formerly known as the bang brothers yeah. needed to have a tag team to face in Chicago and we were put together once and it just gelled so well that we ended up doing it a couple more times. And now we faced East West. We faced uh bussy Macisos, um I believe we may have done a multi-man with violence forever, but I could be very much wrong in that as well. So, um, one other follow-up I had about that was you mentioned East-West. You guys were actually the last match for East-West before they kind of like disbanded for Nick Wayne to go yeah. full-time with AEW. What was it like, um, I guess, to be the team? Because, I mean, that's that was a big deal considering how successful Jordan and Nick were as a team for GCW, that y'all were their last match, and then also kind of what it's like seeing 
the progression of Jordan as like the JCW champion and what he, how great he's doing. And also what Nick Wayne, of course, is doing in, uh, in AEW. Yeah, man. It's also like, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I grew really close to Nick Wayne and I grew really close to Jordan and all four of us are like close personal friends. We all love one another. We all think the world of each other. And, to me it was like the day i like you know I th- there's we had a match the day before but like walking in that day it just felt like uh it just felt heavy in the way of where it's like the importance of it like to me it was important i get to wrestle three of my best friends in the world we're all from different walks of life and it's like we get to wrestle for our favorite one of our favorite promotions you know and uh it would just didn't want to fuck up and it's like man like seeing what nick wayne is doing like the next the next time i saw nick wayne i was like dude you, you took a spear from fucking edge bro. <laughs> i was like i was like i don't understand i don't know if you like understand how crazy that is to me but you took a fucking spear from edge okay uh and then seeing george just his work rate and his drive and his passion to get better and seeing Alec Price get the IWTV championship and being recognized as like pound for pound, one of the best independent pro wrestlers going like to me, that's honestly like my favorite thing in all of this is like when one wins, we all win. Like that's my favorite saying, like I've already outkicked my coverage as my own personal human being in this world of wrestling. Like, you know, I've got to travel multiple countries multiple times wrestle for the top independent so now it's like i'm taking in the enjoyment of seeing all my friends win like seeing guys like brain tune get recognized for like working his ass off you know what i mean and not bitching about anything and just grinding like to me right now like that's my win and stuff like that so it's man you just learn to appreciate the smallest of things because wrestling can drive you crazy like it, we all know it. We've all ran to the ones that are, you know, they're already gone mad with it. Just enjoy it, man. Last time I spoke to you, Cole, it was after the AEW stuff. And, and we spoke about that. And you, you kind of, you said very similar things of just like, you know, if it ended now, like, I'd be good. Like, I accomplished so much. I got to wrestle for, for ROH. Like, who who would have thought that was going to happen type of thing. Um, But then, I don't know. Uh, if you know about all of this, but later on that day, Jensen and I spoke to Matt Brannigan and we talked to him about everything that, that went on at those tapings. And he gave us some behind the scenes details. Right. And there's a very particular detail we must talk about. And that about is yeah. the corn that you did not eat. Bro. In, yeah. Catering. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for remembering that, Jeremy. I completely <laughs> forgot about that story. Yes. He said you were eyeing the corn all night <laughs> and you just never went for it. And then by the time you were ready to go for it, there was no what? more corn. I'm respectful of other people's faces, man. Like <laughs> if you've ever seen me in real life, like the last thing I will ever want to do is just fuck up somebody's vibe or whatever. And like, I don't know. It was like the first serving of food they put out or whatever. So everybody was like everybody that signed and t- you know all that is in there doing their business. So like, Brandon is like, I'm just gonna go grab something. Like I don't care. And I was like, all right, like whatever. 
Like, I'm not hungry. I literally just ate before I got here because I know I'm going to be here for a while. Um, and then I up the corn the next time we passed by, and I was like, maybe, maybe there's a lot of people in there. They're for sure on the show, so, like, let them eat first. Be respectful. And then they switched up the food, and they never had corn again. But I did, I will say, I think I put down two bags of Cheetos cheese puffs. So I feel like that's a respectable amount and about a water. So, you know, professional athlete, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Brandon was saying he was just taking everything. Like, he just had pockets full of cookies. I'm pretty whatever. sure he I just brought a sack listen, and then, like, left with stuff. Yeah. yeah. Listen, <laughs> he had, you know, he had a couple meals. <laughs> For that now and later. Um, everybody, everybody. I'm not market on the guy here, guys. I'm sorry. Like, this sounds like an investigation. No, yeah, no, your no. friend so definitely he... had a lot of food leaving a place that where you, you know, you might get one day contracted in, a, you know, five to 20 years whenever I learned to actually every, do wrestle, you know, whatever. Every Brannigan was not a hungry man when he left the show. <laughs> every show. wrestler we've talked to has always just said like yeah we go there we know there's catering and everybody just kind of like knows like yeah we don't eat like this elsewhere so we're gonna we're gonna try to eat well and everyone seems to just get that because a lot of these guys obviously came up on the independence as well and knows that yeah i'm sure the aw catering is better than whatever is provided elsewhere so it seems like there's almost an unspoken thing of it's cool. Take take what you need. Like we we know that this this doesn't come around often. Yeah. So go for it. So for for next time, I'm saying just go for it. Get the corn, Cole. I'll get the goddamn corn. <laughs> yeah. well, has, has there ever been catering at a GCW event? Like you ever think of a time that everybody just like collectively? Because it's funny because y'all will like at center I'll stage. I say for, yes. Okay. I think I'll, I think at least once. I couldn't tell you of time or place, but I have like faint memories, and I can't put it together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give uh, you some advice for this weekend, Cole. There's uh, gonna be a boat. You know? Do you know the Bojangles man? He, it's all Bojangles gimmicked. You know Bojangles? You you know the restaurant Chicken Biscuit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a guy dresses up in all Bojangles, got like a Bojangle championship and stuff. He's passing out chicken biscuits the entire time. Go get yourself one. Like just free Bojangles chicken biscuit. I am not afraid to be like, let me, let me hook hook a brother up. And he he's not afraid to pass them out. So free food's free food, man. Well, all I'm the, saying how much is a chicken biscuit on a black market? Like if I, <laughs> like if I were to sell it like on the street, you know? What's the profit I, I could get off of it? Because I don't eat chicken free, biscuits. Free so, really? Okay. I well, think I could sell it to Effie for four. Yeah. <laughs> you could sell it to me. I'm, I, I would definitely buy one. I. That's the one thing I miss being in Ohio is Bojangles. We have one now, but it's like twenty minutes away, and that's a long drive for me. And it's it's not the it's not the authentic like North Carolina Bojangles. So that's what I'm excited about this weekend. So I I love Bojangles. Don't get me wrong, but I oh, no. I'm a Popeyes guy. Mm. I, I'm not mad at Popeyes, but look, Bojangles is Bojangles. I mean, they're both good, but I yeah. love Popeyes. Cookout, though, 
And oh home. yes, okay. There's the yeah. agreement. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go cook out over both of those all day. I'm yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to getting uh, this weekend too. Uh, Moe's KOBK Moe's put me on uh, Canes <laughs> as well. Yeah. Okay. Shout like out Moe's. Uh-huh. It wasn't like bad. It wasn't uh, bad. I, mean, right. I think I like it better than the others. I'm not really. I mean, I'm like a big Chick Fil A person. But that's a little bit different. Like, it's a kind of different type of. Chicken, that's sellout like. food. Yeah. Uh, boo, uh, boo this man with Chick fil A. Sellout food. Why is yeah. that sellout food? Yeah. Boo Chick fil A. Yeah. A Zaxby's? I like Zaxby's. Okay. All right. That's um, it's Wawa, Casey's, or Sheets. What are we taking? I I, I, I don't, I can't, I, haven't, I don't know if I've been to them. I don't have an opinion. None of the gas station foods? I, the I'm only familiar with Sheets. I'm all that's the only food I've had is sheets. Oh, I've not had any mind, of the other stuff. Yeah. Quick trip's mind. good in the south. I don't know. That's not as it's not as you know, it's a little bit different, I think. I don't know. This what are you good. having for Thanksgiving, Cole? What's a Cole Roderick thing? <laughs> this is technically <laughs> and corn. There you go. Oh. Oh, yeah. I I the moment. Okay. Well, yeah, Solid talk about the Mac show, Cole. He'd be pretty contentious. Are you mashed potatoes or stuffing? I'm mashed potatoes also. Mashed potatoes. Sorry. I do like a good stuffing, though. Me too. I pour gravy on everything, though. So, like, it all winds up kind of like becoming one, like, gravy bowl. That's kind of where KFC comes in. Famous bowl. I kind of. Yeah. yeah, They got got all the whole mixed up stuff there. Do they still do the double down? I haven't gone to any of these places in so long. The double, well, not the double. Was the double down with the, the one that was like the double yeah, so. chicken patties? But like, now I'm just hungry. Actually, a health risk. Yeah, yeah, I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. either. Yeah, just, I mean, we got we have to ref. So I mean, we yeah, got to wrap in a second, anyways. I'm trying to Everybody, think. Is there anything we needed to ask Cole that was like actually important before we get out of here? Any, <laughs> I'm any not. Real impor- I'm questions? not an important person. So any real wrestling questions that we have? Cole, no. top independent wrestling stars in the game right now. I don't know about all that, but I didn't ask a single serious question on this interview. We never ask serious questions, Jeremy. We're, we're on the punch, same page. Can you punch Ricky Morton for me this weekend? No, but I can okay. punch his kid. Okay, now I'll, take that. I'll take that. Can you like when you punch him? Can you be like, "This is for Jeremy," and then punch him? <laughs> Jeremy, what? Yeah, I got a big pop for me. This is no, from Jeremy. There's this. I'll tell the story real quick. Um, Sean tells it all the time. WrestleCade a couple years ago. Ricky comes over. I'm I'm hanging out with Sean. Does he steal your lunch money? No, no. It worse. He just buried me. So he comes over and he's like, Sean Rossap, why don't you answer my DMs and stuff? And then Sean's like, Oh, sorry, I don't I don't like check check that and everything. And then so they're talking a little bit. And then Sean's like, Oh, let me introduce you to Jeremy. He's our lead writer. And Ricky's like, oh, nice to meet you. Let me tell you, nobody gives a fuck. And he j- just buries me right there. And I'm like, what do I say to Ricky Morton, like legend in North Carolina? We're in North Carolina. What am I supposed to say? So I've asked right. Effie to punch him because Effie's wrestling him tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm excited right. to see that. And now you, if you can punch him or his kid, this is long-term storytelling right here, folks. Oh, please, it, please do. Thank you. I, I saw you wanted to punch so him. I saw that on Twitter. Too. Like huh? you wanted to punch him. Yeah, I told Brad, just give me one punch. Whatever. Do the world a favor. But I need to shout out beforehand. Be like, yeah, this is for Jeremy. Boom. (laughs) 
Lord help us. If I see anybody yell, this is for Jeremy in any wrestling <laughs> match throughout WrestleCade, I, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to, you know what? If you watch the GCW stream on Friday with, during the Effie match, if he's in there with Ricky Morton, I'll just yell at myself right before Effie. Just, no I'll one just for Jeremy. <laughs> You've tried down MLJ, you might be able to yell it on the microphone for you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm going to be at Sean's match against Saja. Jeez, can't speak. I'm going to be at Sean's match against Shaza yelling a bunch of stuff. So, uh, Will you I'll- record his entrance so you can see and ha- let everybody else experience what a just <laughs> loud, eruptive audience he gets every time he walks through a curtain? <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start. You know, like when Big Mac. He should come out to Lose Yourself by Eminem. That's just. No, I know what he's coming out to, by the way. I do know his entrance song. I'll tell you off there. Um, You know, before big matches, they do like the holy shit chant before like the bell rings. I'm going to start that chant before (laughs) Sean and Shaza. As soon as they, as soon as they ring the bell for the match to start, just go fight forever. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. I like that. Cole, uh, let everybody know where they can find you at right up there at Cole Redrick. That's Twitter and Instagram. Easy man, easy life, easy plan. Uh, also on Twitch at ready daddy Forever. That's number four ever. And, uh, you will be able to see me at GCW this weekend at WrestleCade. Good to see you, Jeremy. And, uh, we'll see Steven and Jeremy at the, uh, second annual Smitty Warburg, Jeremy, Jacob and Jensen Memorial Tournament. That's right. I'll see you this weekend. I look forward to it. Thank you, as always. Very generous with your time. Just yes, we accomplished you. nothing with this interview, but hopefully, no, nope, not once, <laughs> hey, not ever. Hey, we, hey, surprisingly, throughout that, we did get some good quotes about your new tag team, about some stuff you did over in the UK. We got some good stuff out of that, man. And we appreciate you and your time, dude. We really do. You're one. Of, you're one of our favorites. You're somebody who I've, I've been watching for a long time, man. You know it. I've, I've been tweeting about you for years. So and been shitting on me for years. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cole. Anytime, guys. Appreciate you. Guys, we'll be right back here on the... We are back. Jensen's back. He disappeared for... Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched, I actually wound up watching the interview. My brother is about to be here, um, but at the time, it was kind of perfect. Like I wound up watching our interview with Cole just now on my big screen here. I got a uh, Black Friday 75-inch television. I think I've bragged about that before on this show. I, I can't get enough of it. I'm very, very proud of this television. So I watched us on a very large screen. Um, and uh, yeah, and my brother isn't here yet, so I figured I'd jump back on with you for a couple of minutes and wish everybody uh, well wishes on the way out and happy Thanksgiving again. Anything else you wanted to say before we wrap the show up? No, I was just going to kind of plug stuff. The kids are always fascinated uh, when I, I do the interview and then, you know, it's pre-recorded and everything. And then I walk out and then I'm in person. They're like, how are you on the TV? But also here, they're always very fascinated. <clears throat> by that. Like they know I'm, I do the interview like the night before, two nights before, like they know this, but then they're still fascinated. No, honestly, like I understand that because I used to not understand when I was younger, I didn't understand the idea of like pre-recorded and stuff. And I watch television. <laughs> I used to get so confused by that kind of stuff. So I'm with him. And also, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the EP uh, DM me during our show and mentioned that you guys do have your work cut out for you a little bit as far as making sure that everybody gets what they want for Thanksgiving. So you, yeah. you were, you were, you were underselling yourself, yourself a little bit. It sounds like, it sounds like, <laughs> Everybody, everybody's got their own their own stuff that they that they like for Thanksgiving. So, Again, good luck with you all got, of that. 
when you got 12 kids, you know, this everybody everybody has different different uh taste buds and everything. She's again the true hero of of Thanksgiving cuz she's doing all the hard work. I'm doing this silly show and talking about professional wrestling while she's doing the actual work uh right now. So, very thankful for my wife and and the children. Um so I'll throw that out there and I'm, I'm very thankful for everybody that's tuned in to this show today and then over the years very thankful for everyone that supports everything we do uh here at Fightful. You know, without you guys and the support, we would not be able to do any of this. So thank you guys for for hanging out with us for 3 hours. What a show. Uh for hanging out with us this morning. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. You, you know where to find everything. I'm not going to do, do a bunch of plugs and everything. Just again, thank you guys. We appreciate it. We will be back next Thursday. New episode, Talk in the World of Professional Wrestling. Thank you, as always, to Steven Jensen. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Thank you, everyone who supports. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll catch you all next week. Happy Thanksgiving.